So last year, you know, you guys know, like I raised money for St. Jude and all that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they, they, I got a kit in the mail for raising for this year. So on the cool side, like every year they design their pins and all their like um, fundraising, me- like media and marketing and all that around one of the kids' drawings. But they also sent a box full of like goodies for fundraising, right? And some of it makes complete sense. You know, I mean, like there's a party popper. Um, they sent some bean boozled stuff because people love to do that for fundraising. Um, there was actually masks, like St. Jude, you know, face masks. Oh yeah. Um, and then, and then there was this, and I'm not shitting you. This came from St. Jude. It's a bag of googly eyes. <laughs> and I was like, but, but they're like smug googly eyes. googly eyes because like they have like the eyelid half closed on them and they like they have like a smug look to the googly eye. Let me pull one out. See, we might have to get some uh, clarification if we if he wants eyelids on googly eyes or just straight up googly eye. But yeah, bag full of googly eyes. I have no idea what the fuck I'm supposed to do with this to raise money. <laughs> There's Put not them all over your face. They're not sticky on the back. Oh, well, that's oh, defeats well, the purpose of googly there eyes. Might be, it feels like cardboard on the back. Does it have to peel yeah. away like yeah, a sticker or something? No? Nope. Nope. It's just cardboard on the back. Glue them to your face. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that might be the solution. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Bry Guy and His Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is a jovial, obscure scholar of hobbies, Josh Zorch. There's a lot of multi-syllable words in there. <laughs> I'm uh, assuming and I'm going to hope that uh, most of them are positive in nature. I, I tried to be fo- fairly positive. Did he yes. not get it? <laughs> I don't know. It went by, it went by really fast. <laughs> We'll, we'll, he didn't we'll get it. Okay, we'll it see later. if he picks it up online. Uh, and finally, he's marinated in kind elegance, Mike Bradley. You couldn't have said it any better. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm here. A uh, little bit of a breaking bit of news for uh, the audience here. Uh-oh. Next week, I will be streaming again for the first time in a few months. What? On YouTube. A revival. Um, <laughs> a revival on YouTube, yes. Um, right. I'm switching over from Twitch because, let's face it, I can't compete with the hot tub meta uh, that's going on. <laughs> I have seen on, that going around. On uh, Twitch. So, I'm going to YouTube, and we're going to start streaming again next week. I don't know what yet. Do you have, uh, like, uh, on... is it just the same channel, or do you have to plug yeah, a channel or anything? Rare Achievements on YouTube. Okay. You can find the channel there. And it'll probably be some Monster Hunter Rise content, depending on the day uh, that they release the update, which they have not announced a date. There's an update with new monsters and stuff coming next week, or they just said the end of April sometime. Sometime at the end of April. They don't have an actual date for it. We us. are pretty close to the end of April. Right. So, when that happens next week, I'll be streaming it. 
and that'll probably be the first time I come back. But I am not able to give you a day because they are not giving me a day. So, well, you got a little bit bastards. to, you know, this won't be out for a couple, you know, four or five days. So we'll see by the time this comes out. It might be very closely after that. It could be. It could be all the way at the end of next week. I, I really don't know. Also true. So do I dare ask what a hot tub meta is? Is that just someone's username or is there somebody so doing some kind f- of programming from a hot tub? Because I can literally just girls in bikinis in hot tubs on Twitch that are getting all the views. Yes. Are, are they doing anything? Like, are they playing video games while doing no. it? Are, are you familiar doing... with Chatterbait? Kind of. I mean, the general concept, yeah. That, but clothed. Okay. They just sit and in hot tub and talk Twitch to now. Twitch. Bare, barely. So if barely you're there to close. watch them, you're in the chat talking to them. They are talking back to you, but they're in a hot yes. tub or, or a little <laughs> swimming pool. Yeah. I. No offense. I kind of get it then. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Twitch has become. This is why I'm going to YouTube. <laughs> no offense, Brian. I know you stream on Twitch still. So that's not thing. not yeah not that often. I still I'm still going to plug it at the end of the episode. So if you want to find us on on Twitch, <laughs> that's where we'll be. <laughs> But yeah, I haven't hit the uh, the hot tub part of it yet. I'm I'm not that low yet. I um, so you're not gonna be in a hot tub next week on stream because I think you should. You I think yeah. I think some, I think like, we should do our satirical uh, super friends we'll stream version, splashing each other in the hot tub and like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, we we need to get some waterproof mics and record from a hot tub <laughs> for a live show. We we bought an inflatable last summer. I could blow it up in the backyard. We could we could each stream from our. We'll roll up our domiciles. pant legs, we'll stick our feet in the water, and just hang out on the edge of the pool. <laughs> yeah, and if we can't be together, you know, you get for doing a, a group stream, like just uh, uh, get a chair, put your feet, fill up your tub, put your put your feet in the tub. Uh, yeah, we're spitballing some ideas. We'll see. We'll see what happens when we get to. <laughs> Guaranteed, Brian is doing a live hot tub stream in the future. Oh, we're God. just gonna work out the details. Oh God, I'm I'm already scared. Um, all right. So for this episode, uh, looking back, we're, so we're sort of in between some stuff. We talked about doing uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We know Mortal Kombat is on the horizon. All of that stuff actually happens this coming weekend. So we're recording before the weekend, so we can't talk about any of that stuff yet. Uh, so to give you some filler, uh, we're going to try to sub in with uh, like a Geek News headline show. And I realized we haven't done one of those in a very, very long time. So I tried to look. The last one I could see that I think classified as like a news thing was the uh, WB announcement for all their movies coming to HBO Max and Disney's call that announced like their upcoming slate of stuff that's coming to Disney Plus and all that stuff. So all that was published. We we published that episode December 13th. So it has been like four months since we've done some sort of a geek news episode. So there is a lot that we have not covered. Um, So typically, you know, when we do this, we try to focus on, you know, three or four topics and try to dive into them. Which we're still gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna dive into some specific specific uh, Marvel and DC casting. We're gonna talk about the trailer for Shang Chi. Um, Sony has some other stuff in the works that they've been talking about. So we're gonna talk about that stuff. Uh, but since it's been a while, we since we've done this, there are tons of stuff for us to cover. So I'm gonna try something a little bit new for this episode. We're gonna see how it lands. Uh, basically, I'm just gonna mention some of the other stuff that we are not really gonna cover in great detail, but it has happened since the last time we did this. So if you've been following the show page on Facebook or Twitter, it's it's a lot of the same stuff I've been posting. Um, if you haven't and just kind of listened to the to the episode, some of the stuff you might have missed. So it's basically just a way for us to say, hey, this is happening. Uh, if you're not in the know and follow this kind of stuff like we do, this at least gives you the heads up that you know this shit's going down. Um, and really, if you're if you're listening and 
well, I guess this goes hand in hand with maybe you have to be on a social media platform to let us know. But if there's any of these quick headlines that we cover that maybe you would like to hear us talk about in greater detail, please let us know. We can always spin back around, revisit these some more. Uh, it's nice to get some feedback here and there. So let us know. Um, all right. So for, for this little thing, we're, I'm sort of just kind of calling it quick hit headlines. So we're just going to go down the list. Uh, I'm going to give these guys a little bit of time if they want to chime in here and there, but we're not going to dwell on this stuff. We're going to try to keep it rolling. Uh, first up, any PlayStation owners? Uh, I have found out as of a couple days ago, they posted Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition is free for anyone. There is no PS Plus membership required. It is free to download until May 14th. So that's your first one. Uh, second one, that. Indiana Jones 5 is still happening. We have a release date. It is July 29th, 2022. Harrison Ford is back. Uh, they are adding Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Mads Mikkelsen to the cast. John Williams is back to score the film. It will be directed by James Mangold this time. This is the first Indiana Jones film that is not written by George Lucas and directed by Steven Spielberg. But it is happening. The, the July release date next year, while possibly achievable, sounds really close to me. So maybe they are further down the pre-production road before they made some of these casting announcements and, and whatnot than you would otherwise experience. Yeah, but, I feel like they've been burying the lead for that for a while. Like, they keep bringing it up like, hey, we're doing it, we're doing it, we're doing it. So, yeah, I think I think pre-production is a lot further along than we think. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. I, I will say that. I, I did not think I ever would be for an Indiana 5, but It's got to go elements... up from, from where they were, right? Let's hope. Exactly. Um, and I know Josh is excited for this one. New trailer for Fast 9 is out. Uh, set to release Dude, on June 25th. <laughs> I said to Sarah, I saw Michael Rooker posted on his uh, social media today, either a trailer or news about it as well. And I didn't know he was going to be in this. So I sent <laughs> Sarah a text and said, Rooker's in Fast 9, sad face. I don't think I even knew he was in this. So that's news to me. Too. I didn't know yet either. I just found out now. Mm hmm. Yeah, because I have not watched, like, the trailer's out there. I personally have not watched it. I'm I'm in. Whatever fucking crazy movie this is, <laughs> I am in. I don't care. I did watch the trailer. Um, I won't spoil anything for you, but it's going to be a fast movie. Yeah, that's, that's, all, that's all I want. That's all I expect. Uh, I was kind of surprised at the absence of The Rock, though. Well, they got their, you know, they got their own spin-off stuff now. And if him and if him still. and Vin Diesel still don't get along, I can I can understand they're not going to be in the same movie for a while. Yeah. Uh next one, Sunrise Inc, a Japanese production studio behind the, le the at least the animated Mobile Suit Gundam is co-producing a live action Gundam movie with Legendary Pictures. The film will be directed by Jordan Voigt Roberts, which is the he's directed Kong Skull Island. Movie is set to release on Netflix. We don't have a date yet, but that is coming. Uh, I, I mean, the director makes me not excited. So yeah, I'm a little unsure. I don't know enough about Gundam to be like, yeah, this is my thing. Like we we sort of talked beforehand. This was going to be one of the main things we were going to talk about. I don't think any of us are really an expert on Gundam, so it very quickly kind of got sidelined. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. The suit's cool. I've watched very, very, very minimal. Yeah, like maybe five episodes in my life, and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But I always feel like I get that in Voltron mixed up. And I've, Voltron's I've way cooler than Gundam. Definitely personally. seen more Voltron than, than Gundam. Yeah. Uh, we are getting an animated Batman movie. Batman The Long Halloween is getting the animated yes. treatment. Jensen Eccles as Batman. 
Naya Rivera as Selena Kyle, Josh Dumail as Harvey Dent, Billy Burke as James Gordon, Titus Welliver, Carmine Falcone, uh, Josh's buddy Dave Desmalchin as yes! Calendar Man, and yes! Troy Baker as the Joker. So I am, you know what? You just made my fucking day. <laughs> Um, sorry to cut you off, Josh. No, please. Desmalchin as Calendar Man, yeah, one hundred percent on that. But Troy Baker doing the Joker. Has he done the Joker I'd... before? I feel like he's done the Joker before, right? Was it maybe a game? Did he do it for a video game? I feel like Arkham. I thought Hamill was doing them for Arkham, except the one that wasn't Rocksteady. Oh, I never played that one. I didn't so either. I even know, but I, I, I could have sworn that that he might have been in it. I don't want to. Now I'm like second guessing myself, but I feel like. That's what I remember. Uh, it says he has okay. a an acting credit. He he was previously Jason Todd in that sounds... Ar- Arkham Knight. Who was Troy Baker? Okay. Troy Baker, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. So he he has literally several hundred. Yeah, he's well, a Troy Baker here, is so the I don't, best I get voice actor in the world right now. Yeah, he's a voice actor for, for unbelievable. A lot of lot of video games. So there's a lot of credits. Yeah, it, it, as somebody who would somewhat has aspired to voice acting i can say he's the one person that i would say if i could ask questions to and be like holy shit like i would i might fangirl over troy <laughs> like i i actually might but he is so ranged and so good look up some like look up a character called the ma that he did some at some time um it was in a recent game called the medium and brian you should look this up too <laughs> okay um because what he did with that character, I didn't know he was capable of, and it changed my opinion on him fully. But go ahead, sorry. Uh, real quick, he did do the Joker in the Batman vs. Ninja Turtles. Oh, cartoon. maybe okay. Maybe he was both says he was both Batman and the Joker in that. That makes sense. That was a good movie. I think too. he could just talk, and I I've not seen that. It's good. But he could just talk and be Bruce Wayne and Batman. Yeah. No problem. He he wouldn't have to alter his natural voice. Um, all right, next one. So, uh we talked about this for you know, going back to the last time we talked about geek news stuff with all the Disney announcements. Uh Star Wars, the Clone Wars spin off show, The Bad Batch, will premiere on May the fourth. Uh with all episodes following dropping on Friday every week, just like Disney has been doing with all of their other shows. Uh May trailer is out there. It's out on our page. Feel free to check it out. Looking forward to that one. May the they say how many episodes? Tuesday. Um, I don't know if I remember hearing a number for an episode. If they have one out okay. there, I didn't look for it, so I'm not okay, sure. I, I, that was the only question I had. I mean, of course, I'm going to watch it, but I always wonder, like, how much content are we actually getting? Yeah, that's a good question because I'm, you know, Mandalorian was what like eight, nine episodes a season. The the Marvel shows are pretty pretty short. Last ep- the what was the last season of the Clone Wars? That was twelve. Okay, so I would I would expect somewhere in the low teens at least. I, IMDb okay. has fourteen pegged right okay. now. Okay, yeah, that would cool. be a good good guess. I think I think it's a solid number. Yeah, especially following a bunch of characters that we haven't spent as much time with yet. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Uh, more Star Wars news. Production is about to kick off on the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which brings back Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. Uh, we also have some other confirmed cast members, either returning and new additions. Joel Edgerton and Bonnie, I don't know how to say her last name, Pese, PSA, are, are back as Owen right. and Brew Lars. Uh, other additions to the cast, Moses Ingram 
Kamel Nanjiani, uh, Indira Varma, Rupert Friend, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Sung Kang, who is Han from the Fast and Furious movies, uh, Simone Kessel, and Benny Safdie. So I don't know what any of these people are playing, but they are listed on the cast sheet as being that was the production, you know, press release. They said all these people are going to be involved in the series. So um, I don't know what they're playing. I didn't want to look it up either way. So I didn't go to IMDb <laughs> to see if characters were listed. That's fine. I'm going to find out. But it, the cast list. Kumail is, and O'Shea Jackson really intrigued me. Yeah, I want to see. Kumail was like, what the hell? Kumail's in this. I'm there. Well, I mean, they have humorous characters in the Mando, too. So I assume yeah. that's his kind of lane. I'm assuming he'll be in there. And then I assume O'Shea Jackson will be villain of some sort. Yeah, it doesn't, I mean, that's yeah, his like lane. I said, it doesn't list to what side people are on or anything like that. So it'll, I, I be, it'll if, be fun to discover. I wonder if Kamel will go the route of um, like Alan Tudyk in Rogue One and do maybe like motion capture and voice for like a humorous droid or something. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be down with that. I'm for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, We also got the first trailer for James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, which, again, this was a month ago or so now. Uh, but the trailer looks awesome. I know Josh hasn't watched it, so that's all I'm going to say. Nope. It looks great. Uh, Gun premiered the Red Band trailer, which is what I've seen. I know there's a Green Band trailer floating around there with different footage. I have not watched that one. Um, which, you know, we were sort of talking beforehand about making our way back to the theater. And I know I had mentioned on the show I went to Godzilla vs. Kong in the theater. One thing that I forgot to do is to try to avoid all the fucking trailers that are at the beginning of the movie. So <laughs> now I'm at the point where I got to remember to bring all my headphones back in the theater whenever I get to that point to try to avoid all of these trailers that I've been skipping. It's been it's, it's oddly been easier to ignore just being home and avoiding the internet than going to the theater and trying to just not watch them. That, that's not <laughs> odd. You're in a theater with a gigantic True, screen yeah. and all these huge speakers blaring it into your ears. That's a little bit hard to ignore. I, yeah, right. But I think, you know, I was in the mindset back then of like, okay, I'm bringing my, my phone. I'm bringing headphones. I'm putting them in and I'm just going to shut my eyes and play music when, when trailers start. I'm more worried about accidentally randomly finding something on the internet. And so far I've been pretty good that, that way. So that's the part that gets difficult for me. Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen the trailer, if you want to watch it, it's out there. It looks really cool. I'm excited for that one. Also coming to HBO Max whenever it hits uh, the re the release date, whenever that is. I can't remember. I should look that up, but I did not. Oh, I would say August, early August. I, that yeah, was that my best right. guess, but I didn't know what the date was for August. I want to say the 6th off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, yeah, if you're looking it up, you can let me know after the next one. Um, Sony is turning another one of its video game properties into a movie. Ghost of Tsushima, which is a very... Well-reviewed, good-selling uh, game for the PlayStation platform um, is being turned into a movie. They have hired John Wick director Chad Stahelski to direct that movie. My only thought on that is, Sony, you suck for not making Bloodborne first. <laughs> um, that, that's I'd like. I'm happy to see it made into a game, but if they're going to be making movies out of their games. Where the fuck's the blood? Yeah, I think Sony. Uh, play. I think there's like a PlayStation Pictures or PlayStation. It's like there's some sort of Sony-owned like production studio now that is in basically in charge. I think of transitioning video games into movies. I think it started with like okay. Uncharted. They're they're doing that now. It goes to Tsushima. Um, you know, I think it's the same probably production studio that's doing uh, Last of Us for HBO and that kind of thing. So I I would have you know 
I know Bloodborne is popular, so I would not be surprised if somewhere down the line that gets turned into something, TV show or movie, something. The only thing I could see there is just From Software making that an issue where they don't want it made. And they may ha have signed, because From Software is a lot bigger than most of their other studios. Mm -hmm. Because, like, Naughty Dog grew as a Sony studio. True, yeah. And, mo like, most of all of them are much more tied to Sony than From Software is. So. Right. That's the that's the one where it's a question, but it's still like you need to just make it happen. Yeah, I want to see that movie. Um, Josh, do you have a release date? Did you look? It is August sixth. Okay, good call. Good good, good pull. Yeah. Good pull. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Black Widow has moved one more time and will arrive in theaters and Disney Plus premiere access on July 9th. So it moved from its yearly May release date and pushed out a couple more months to July. Uh, in the wake of that move, Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy. Which I've had my eye on this movie for a while. I really know when the hell this is going to come out. Also moved and will now release August 13th. Oh, so I guess we got what? Suicide Squad and then Free Guy right after one, one after the other. I guess they're yeah. a week apart. Is that one ending up on any streaming services as of this time? As of it? right now, I have not heard. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. At least not like day and date with theaters. Because that's a okay. Fox property. And so I don't well, now think. Well, it's a Disney you know, property. Well, right, but I mean, like, Disney doesn't seem to be taking Fox's movies and putting them on Disney+. Plus. It's just strictly right. Disney-owned Marvels or, you know, that kind of stuff. So, I I would assume just theaters for now. We'll see if that changes. All right. Um, I know Falcon and the Winter Soldier is closing up. Uh, final episode is tomorrow. After that, we have the Loki series to look forward to, which we have a premiere, premiere date for that. So, that is June 11th. Uh, there is, I think, a new trailer for that, which is when they announced the release date. I also have not seen that trailer. Again, we're, we're close enough. I'm just going to wait and experience that. So it's a little over a month off. Though, yeah. With nothing. True. But we'll have the Bad Batch in between. Yes. There will be content, maybe just not Marvel content. Right. Uh, what else dropped? Warner Brothers dropped the first trailer for Space Jam, A New Legacy, which looks... I did watch that one because I was like, what the hell? I want to see what this is. It looks crazy as hell, and I am here for it. I, I can't wait. <laughs> I did not watch this, not on purpose. I just, I, I, I don't know if I care enough. I don't think I'd hate it. I just don't know if I care enough. There, there's some slight like Ready Player One vibes in there. Okay. And just because of that, well, not just because of that. Like I was in before that, but now I'm like, what the hell is this movie? But I'm, I'm there. Is it like starring LeBron? I assume. Yeah, LeBron's yeah. in it. Yes. And it's like Bron's picture, like his movie studio making it. I didn't even know he has a movie studio. Yeah, Braun, B R O N. Oh, see, I didn't Braun, know that. Like, he's made a lot of stuff recently. I'll see that. Yeah, see, this is all like, news to me. Um, I had no idea. Uh, looks like most notably Child's Play. Um, oh, he the did new that. Child's reboot. Play was him. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, this IMDb is saying Warner Brothers, Warner Animation Group, Spring Hill Entertainment, and Proximity. So I think it's just Warner Brothers kickstarting. That yeah. from, you know, 25, 26 years later. Right. It's about time to bring it back. It's, it's sat on the shelf long oh. enough. We have an IP we can use. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, last month, on March 13th, Matt Reeves posted on social media that the Batman has wrapped production. Oh, okay. Missed that. Because they were, they, you know, they had production delays, what, like last summer or last fall yeah. with uh, COVID exposures. Yeah, I think a couple times they shut down. So I was misled 
I don't know who it was that told me that Braun was um, LeBron. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> Sounds um, like LeBron has a lawsuit on his hands then. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, I thought it was him, but yeah, they, they have a, a really, they're actually doing Ghostbusters Afterlife. They did the, they did Joker. They did. Oh, wow. All kinds of like high profile movies, but yeah, that's not LeBron. No connection. Somebody to told LeBron. me at some point like, oh yeah, that's LeBron. <laughs> And I was like, I just bought it. I was like, that makes sense. Right now they're, li- they're listening Studios. to this episode and your realization and they're going, got him! Yeah, <laughs> or got they're him. just as fucking stunned as I am. I don't know. <laughs> but whoever told me that, fuck you. <laughs> Brian, real, real quick, um, since the, I'm, I'm see, just looking at some quick images from Space Jam very quickly, and since it looks like it is now CGI animation as opposed to traditional hand-drawn 2D, how, how did the, like in the trailer, how did the did it look weird? Did it strike you as like, oh, why didn't they just stick to classic animation, et cetera? Did, did, did to, it not matter? To your first point, there, it, both of them are in there. Original oh, okay. Two D hand drawn is in the trailer, and then it like seems like it morphs into CG looking animation. I think it looked fine. It's still, you know, seeing the Looney Tunes look that way, it still kind of looks weird. Uh huh. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't I, I don't know if it would look weirder if they were just doing the 2D animation that they did in the first Space Jam again. I don't know. Yeah. I, I only think like that's one of the rare remaining, I think, like older animation properties that really never had a 3D animation CGI counterpart. What was the, the Looney Tunes back in action movie? Wasn't that sort of 3D-ish? Can't say that, that I ever saw it, but I Tom, thought. It... Well, Tom and Jerry were they part of that same like sphere? Was that? Um, I, I can't remember if they were Looney Tunes or like Warner Brothers, or if that was more like Hanna Barbera or some other animation studio. Right, I honestly yeah. don't recall. But I, th- I feel like the new movie did that for them too. True, that was more like two D, right? That for Tom and Jerry. I don't remember no, that I thought being they did the kind of. I didn't watch it. I started but to watch like it, a... and then I got bored halfway through and never finished. So, and now it escapes <laughs> now you can't me even what remember. the hell they look like. So I don't remember. Maybe no, you don't. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was like it looks a little of both. Yeah, like, it was a sort of a hybrid like cell shading. Right. Yes, that's right. Um, all right. So last one that I'm going to cover uh, just today, and this ties back into our our sort of uh, intro a little bit. Marvel dropped the first trailer and release date for Marvel's Modok which is an animated series for Hulu with Patton Oswalt as Modoc. It looks hilarious. It drops on May 21st. It looks so irreverent, but uh, like it, it, it honestly strikes you as the sort of thing. Like, even if you didn't have that um, appearance of Iron Man in it, for instance, like it's the, t- it looks like the kind of thing that they could have gotten away with of creating a funny cartoon show, like stop animation style. Computer. It's like robot chicken a little bit. Yeah, um, with, like, never having a Marvel connection. Like, it looks like it could still be clever and humorous without introducing any other known properties, known characters. I agree. So, pop quiz, hot shots. What does MODOK stand for? (laughs) See, Uh, they say this in the trailer, so I remember. It's a mental organism designed only for killing. There you go. I didn't know if they said... I didn't watch the trailer, so... That's... I didn't know they said it in there. Otherwise, it wouldn't. Have, it would have been a better question. <laughs> yeah, if I had not just watched it today, I pro- I don't know if I would have. I know I the first word always gets me. Organism designed only for killing. I know I have. I always wanted to say machine and not mental. Yeah, it's mental. 
Brian, if you already knew that off the top of your head, I have a feeling you would enjoy the sensibility of of what the show appears to be. Yes. Yeah. I I, I the show looks great. I I didn't know what to expect. Like I knew Pat Oswalt was was voicing Modok, but I didn't know. I I I don't remember if I've seen like produ- like any type of still from the series before this trailer just to see what nope. the style looked like. I don't remember yeah. seeing anything. So this whole thing was new to me. Um, and I, and I, I thought I, it looked great. I mentioned in the the Facebook comments about this today when when you shared it out that um, obviously Pat Oswalt. I think either was like nominated or got a lot of acclaim for his voice work in Ratatouille, of course. Oh, right. But, um, the character that he plays, the animated character that he plays in the FX show Happy, he he does a great job in that too. Aside from that show being almost like a living LSD trip, it, which is still <laughs> enjoyable as hell and it is so fun to watch. It is so effed up. Um, but he does a really good job in that. So his his voice work is really strong. Like it's yeah. not just oh you got a name to be the person to put on the poster. Like he's he's good at it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll be on Hulu. Uh, so that concludes the uh, the quick hit headlines that we did. So again, okay. if you, if you're listening to any of these, you something that caught your attention, you want us to maybe dive into, talk a little bit more in depth for, let us know. We can always come back to it and check it out later. Uh, for now, so kicking off our, the stuff we are going to try to dive into a little bit more, uh, we got some DC stuff. So for the DC stuff, we're going to talk about a few of their movies, uh, that have had some additions to the cast and sort of kind of run with it from there. Um, so they've been busy trying to get their movie slate going. Obviously they gave us Snyder's Justice League to kind of hold us over. Uh, they have a few movies that they are currently working on. Most of them kind of just started production recently. So starting with The Flash, which is a movie that I really never thought was going to escape development hell, uh, is finally in production. Uh, So this is directed by Andy Muschietti, who directed It and It Chapter 2. The movie brings back Ezra Miller, reprising his role as Barry Allen. Uh, Ben Affleck is again suiting up as Batman. Uh, Also suiting up as Batman is Michael Keaton. Uh, Kersey Clemens is reprising her role as Iris Rest. Iris West from Justice League, uh, Billy Crudup, who played Barry's father, Henry Allen, in Justice League, is not coming into this movie. He will be replaced by Ron Livingston. Uh, and the other addition that I know I posted on social media, if you follow our platforms, was uh, Sasha Colley. I think that's how you say her name. Uh, she will be Supergirl in this film. Uh, right now, the release date for The Flash is November 4th, 2022. Uh, any thoughts on this cast? Well, I would add real quick before we do that. Um, so there is also a Nora Allen that was added. It wasn't really a, a, as big of an announcement, um, but Barry's mother. So presumably with the expectation that this is going to be maybe a Flashpoint type of storyline. I'm assuming oh, some time travel stuff. Right. So we will at some points be maybe seeing the uh, you know murder of her by reverse flash and whatnot but um uh they cast uh maribel verdu for that um a uh uh, hispanic actress spanish actress um if anyone is familiar with um pan's labyrinth or uh i i never remember how to pronounce this correctly but why to mama tumbian uh uh, alfonso curian's kind of like breakout 
Spanish movie okay. from uh, the early 2000s. Um, she, she's in that. So I, I, I know a lot of people have seen Pan's Labyrinth. She's the main adult female character in that. Um, but overall, I'm liking this a lot. Like, if, if they F this up, then, like, it was theirs to lose. <laughs> I agree. Um, I'm I'm waiting to be confident in what they do with DC properties, and we'll see. Because I mean, that's uh, the big I, guess, know. right? We don't know what the hell DC is planning. They're not real clear on where they're going with their stuff. It's all just kind of like taking them one movie at a time, and we don't know how the next one's gonna go. Yeah. Um, it, like Ben Affleck coming back as Batman to me, like Michael Keaton seeing him as Batman again, that's gonna be awesome. But it's also like, okay, that'll happen and then it's done. Ben Affleck coming back to be Batman again is actually to me a good sign for their universe and continuity. Because as far as I had understood, him and Cable had both kind of been like, okay, we're done. Well, you I know, think... like when things started to go south. So part of part of this, and this is my theory. I don't know if there's really too much basis for this. I'm kind of like extrapolating and connecting some dots here. But with Ray Fisher's whole deal with WB and all the stuff that happened behind the scenes that he was getting, trying to get legal action against certain people for, uh, originally, this was supposed to be like, I understand, from what I understand, Cyborg was supposed to have a very major role in the Flash movie. Like, they were setting them up in Justice League to be buddies, and they were going to sort of follow each other into the Flash movie and, and go from there. With all the shit... Be well, you know, between this movie being stuck in development hell and constantly director changes and rewrites and whatever else was happening behind the scenes, on top of Ray Fisher causing a headache for people at Warner Brothers, you have to wonder, it was just like, okay, we're just going to get this guy out of here. We don't want to deal with him. We don't want to work with him. Who else can we bring back that's already established as part of this universe so they get Ben Affleck back could be which could it be where it started from now they've crafted a story that you know has to tie in with other Batmen and if they lean into that multiverse story that's something really cool that I'd like to see so you know all things considered this could be a really fun story I don't know if it started that way I mean we've always heard about Flashpoint as being the basis for this movie mm -hmm. so I, I, that's a storyline that I've loved to see. I would love to see it translated well for a movie. Um, but yeah, I'm sort of like what Mike said, cautiously optimistic, I guess. Like we're, we're, we're all waiting for DC to just shit the bed with the next movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried that the, well, I, I would love to see a live action version of the Flashpoint. Cause, cause if I remember, I think the Flashpoint series, it was either like a limited series or a one shot. You know, it was like a self-contained story in, in a short period of time. It wasn't a long, stretching comic book arc. Mm -hmm. um, and the the only non-print representation of it was the DC animated movie version of it, which was my first introduction to the story, which is just very badass. I would love to see that much going on in a live action, I know they're not going to have a warring Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot yeah. uh, killing the hell out of people and, and really doing <laughs> stuff like that. So, on the one hand, I was a little... I was disappointed that the TV show, quote-unquote, used the Flashpoint idea in the most, like, bare minimum way. And yeah. 
they kind of used it in name only, which was fine. Like if you never knew anything about it before, it worked. But when you see what that name typically refers to, you're like, oh, this is this falls very short. I I I, I worry therefore that they might do the same again. That they're like, okay, Flashpoint is a time traveling story device that we use to put Barry Allen in different settings and create a quote-unquote multiverse effect yeah but there there's specific aspects to that named storyline that i really enjoy that i know they're not calling this flashpoint but if they seem to harness that idea and i don't get a lot of what i associate with the flashpoint storyline i might be a little bummed yeah no i agree yeah i i felt the same kind of disappointment and I think a lot of people did with Age of Ultron, where they used the title Age of Ultron. And it was really just, we're going to introduce Ultron as a villain and we're going to call it Age of Ultron. Um, whereas the Age of Ultron storyline is much more complex and much different than what we got, of course. Yeah. And that was, so the same kind of thing. Just straight using a title because it's a recognizable comic book title. I really hope they don't go that route. Because that's it's a terrible thing to do. You know, I mean in, in Marvel corrected course a good bit with Civil War in that instance where Marvel Civil War was, you know, a big thing for them and they kinda went down the right path with that movie and how they handled it. It was still different, but they stuck close enough that it felt correct. With Flashpoint I mean I feel the same way you do. They they need to stay close. In, unless they want to upset people because it's a very beloved story it's a very it, you know i mean people that don't even read the flash got into flashpoint you you only get to use you know, it you only and, get to use it once right you yeah. can't redo this you can't be like oh yeah we got a mulligan on that one yeah you know 50 years from now maybe yeah they'll use it again if they fuck this up but i'm not going to be around for that so or even if I am, I'll be old and fucking, not, <laughs> you know, not be doing anything. I don't know. But uh, it's still, it's just like, just don't fuck it up. If you're going to do it, don't fuck it up. What, what I would love in, in like my head canon of this, there is secretly a Martha Wayne cast <laughs> that they're not talking about. And the Michael Keaton that we're assuming is Bruce Wayne is actually playing Thomas Wayne. Oh, yeah. And that you do get that version of, of, of that skewed universe where Thomas Wayne became Batman and his mother became the Joker. I, the, that one aspect, if, if you give me just that part of the storyline, even for like a smaller subplot, I don't need the warring Atlanteans and Amazonians like would... and all the other world turned upside down and everything. That one part of the story, I love the hell out of that. I feel like they can pull that right back in really easily just by bringing it in and making it Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> she would be good as, like a, you as already, Martha Wayne. You already Joker. have that sort of like unhinged, disheveled, I'm torn apart image of her from the t the cat attack yeah. in, in Batman Returns and just slap her in a, a weird suit with some really effed up. Like, that's the point. Like, make her look as, as like the, the, the lipstick is all smeared to hell all over the place and whatnot. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yeah. I'm in. I want your movie. <laughs> it's there. 
it's a thing. I mean, maybe they'll go that route. Maybe they won't. <laughs> it would make sense. It would make sense to pick her for that. That's all I'm saying. Like, it, I don't disagree. And I think, like, to Mike's earlier point, like, I'm curious if this in any way keeps some sort of momentum going for, like, you know, everyone's trying to restore the Snyderverse now. Well, you're keeping the Snyderverse characters go, or, like, actors going, not the characters, but the people that portrayed those characters in Snyder's versions of these characters, they're still in the movies. They're still making things. So DC's trying to play fast and loose with, like, well, it may or may not be connected. We don't really know. We're kind of ignoring that fact. But, you know, if they're still there, just keep it connected. Like, I don't understand why you wouldn't. I mean, personally, I've come around a lot on, like, Zack Snyder and his work because I, I have found out since he is essentially not as much a part of this process as he was before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, before he was really a part of it and now he's not and things are getting even worse. It seems like, like DC just seems like there's this scatterbrained idea of what they might do, but they're not sure, but maybe I don't know. It could happen. And th that's what they're basing their like storyline in these movies off of. Plus, I also and... think they feel. I feel like they they switched leadership at like WB and DC like three or four different times now. So there's there's right, no yeah. hierarchy. There's no structure. Right, and there's no structure to the films. There's no plan. At least with Snyder in the Snyderverse, there was a plan. Yeah. And now there's no plan. Even if the plan was not ideal or what I would like most for the characters, it was a plan, and the story was actually coming together through that Snyder cut and you're getting this cohesive idea which bring that's it, going away keep it keep it on brand goes right back to Heath Ledger's speech in the hospital to Harvey Dent everybody freaks which, out if things go sour if it's not part of the plan even if it's bad right they can cope with it better because it's part of the plan introduce a little chaos <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, I don't know. It, like, if they're gonna, I, I like, I'm perfectly fine with the idea of like iterative movies where it's this is our Flash movie, this is our Joker movie, this is our Batman movie. They're not connected, but that's what they are. I'm fine with that yeah. if that's what it is. But if that's gonna be what it is, but they're also gonna have the same actors and characters turning up in other movies, but they're not really gonna connect things. What the fuck are they doing? Why? Yeah, it's like if you didn't want them to connect, that's your green light to recast, reboot, try something else. If it and didn't work did. the first time, do it again differently. But let's not forget, we also have the Batman. You know, it, what what is that, next year sometime? Like early next year? I think, yeah, I think that's been pushed to 2022 sometime. I know we talked yeah. about it, but I also didn't look up a release date for that one also. Well, yeah, I mean, it's... It'll probably get moved again before it actually releases, for all we know. It's so far away. But it, we also have that coming out with a different Batman cast in it. Right. And so they have all these different directions they're heading off in. What are you supposed... Like, as a viewer, especially now that a lot of like comic book movie viewers are conditioned by Marvel for what they do and for a connected, cohesive story... Right. Something that's not is gonna feel bad just naturally. Yeah. If they're tr if it, if they're making it look connected, but they're not actually connecting the stories. Right. Yeah. So, it's, I 
and one of the things I thought I read, and now I'm trying to remember who the hell said it. I think it was like one of the newer leaderships for Warner Brothers, or I don't, I don't know if it was Warner Brothers or DC, or maybe this person overseas DC as being part of Warner Brothers. I don't know. Either way, um, but they were being interviewed around like the Snyder Cut when it came out, and basically they were the interviewer was trying to get from them, hey, is this going to see a resurgence in the Snyderverse stuff? And what they kept saying was, more or less, we have a plan. We are working on movies, and they were talking about uh, stressing that they could they could interconnect stories between movies and television and have things bleed in and out of each other. And they were really trying to lean into the multiverse side of things. But at the same time, they're saying, well, we're done with the Snyderverse. It's like, well, that doesn't make sense because if you are doing the multiverse thing, that lends itself to, yes, we can still use the Snyderverse because the multiverse thing is, you know, that's... It, any, anything can work with multiverse. You don't have to connect anything at all. It's all part of the same thing one way or the other. So it just seemed like, yeah. like contradictory for what their, what their plan is. Well, yeah. And, and if they're going to say like, this is what I don't want to have happen is where, Oh, this didn't make sense. Ah, multiverse. Oh yeah. <laughs> Retcon it all with just, Oh, it's multiverse stuff. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the multiverse made it happen. Okay. Go, go the X-Men route. Oh God! Mm. Like, as much as I like Days of Future Past, the rest of that was just so bad. I I love First Class, and First Class is such a shithole of continuity errors that it's it, oh, it makes me so mad. <laughs> you know what? I, I I will agree. I love First Class, but for that, for the reason you're stating, it drives me nuts. Whereas Days of Future Past, it's it's a movie about time travel and you just kind of let go of that other bullshit yeah. because it's like, ah, he's traveling through time. We can let go of the dumb shit. And the old you know, cast talks travel. to the new cast. Like that's fucking cool. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, Xavier talks to himself. Yeah. That is a badass like, scene. I love that. It is. Yeah. And like, that was okay. But the rest of the shit they did, it's just <sighs> bad. So I guess Sorry, we're, so we're sort of at the point where it's just like, let, yeah, let's let's wait and see, I guess, is where, is where we're kind of at with all these things. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's basically what we're saying is, yeah, hope it's hope it's not horrible. And like I said, I, I hope they swing for the fences. I hope I'm very surprised in, in a positive way. I just if I had to sum up it in like one sentence, if you're going to utilize aspects of the Flashpoint idea, don't F it up because you're not going to get another chance, maybe ever. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a good place to end on that one. So we're going to move to the next DC movie, another long gestating one, uh, Black Adam. So The Rock posted on April 11th that marked day one of production on the movie. Uh, the movie is directed by, I guess that's Jamie Collette, Sarah? Uh, movie stars Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam. Aldous Hodge as Hawkman, Noah Centino as Adam Smasher, Quintessa Swindell as Cyclone, and Pierce fucking Brosnan as Dr. Fate. <laughs> I actually love that casting. Yep. So I'm okay with that. The others I'm not really familiar with, of course. Like, I don't really recognize the actors and actresses. Yeah, I don't, I'm, the names aren't doing it for me either. Like, even, even uh, looking at their pictures, I think, I think Hawkman looked familiar but I can't remember what else he's been in. Uh, Aldous Hodge. Yeah, he's the one that, that sounded really familiar to me. Um, okay, so the reason that he stands out to me quickly is we just watched um, a movie called One Night in Miami, 
in the last couple of months. It was Regina King, I believe, her directorial debut. That was with the Muhammad Ali movie or whatever, right? Uh, yeah, it, it was a somewhat fictionalized version of an actual event uh, in, in which Malcolm X, uh, Cassius Clay, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke like, spent an evening together in Miami in, in the 60s, and uh, he played Jim Brown in that. Um, he's a very good actor. Put it, putting him in, like, a uh, a comic book costume, flying, hopefully, and doing, like, some real action shit, like, that's <laughs> that's a nice man, fit. I hope he's flying. Yeah, that, that's a good fit. Uh, I could see that. The, the place I'm recognizing him from... Um, I just looked him up because I it, like I felt the same way like I saw him, but um, it, there's a couple that it, like come off the like oh yeah he was in that and that's the Invisible Man uh, from last year yes yes that's right uh, he was in an episode of Black Mirror uh, Hidden Figures he was in the second Jack Reacher movie and he played a character on The Walking Dead for one episode oh he didn't make it did he <laughs> probably not. Unfortunately, he was also in A Good Day to Die Hard. I wonder if I just know him from, like, random... Like, like I've seen Good Day to Die Hard. I've seen... Uh, apparently, he was in Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. I've seen that. I've seen Hidden Figures. Like, maybe I'm just, mm-hmm. like, peripherally remembering him in things that I've seen. And that's why it seems familiar. At, yeah, that's at what this I mean. point, like, probably. He, he hasn't been, he's like... getting there. Yeah, like, he needs this kind of leading role kind of thing to get him off the ground. Yeah. You know. Uh, so I mean, we're sort of already talking about, but anything else in the cast stick out to you guys? Like, I'm, I love seeing Pierce Brosnan do something, especially getting him, into, getting him into a comic book role. Like, I'm, I'm excited for that. I mean, as Doctor Fate, I'll be interested to see because he's older now. Yes, Pierce mm-hmm. Brosnan is older, and Doctor Fate is played that way. If I, if I'm not mistaken, Doctor Fate is an older man, but he's also like, doesn't Doctor Fate wear like a like a centurion armor kind of thing. Yeah. I just remember him yeah, from like, like Injustice. He... That's my Dr. Fate exposure. Well, isn't that where Dr. Fate came from? I don't know. Well, I, I thought he was introduced in the Injustice story. Uh, yeah, that that would be news to me. I don't know. I'm just thinking like the video games. I, I remember him in up. the video game. That's that's about, that's my exposure to Dr. Fate. I'm going to actually look that up because I'm not sure. <laughs> like, I feel like um, he might have been like a video, like a, Injustice origin, like in the Injustice comic, but I could be completely wrong. Well, Mike, do you what? What do you know, if anything, about the character itself? Because I know I I don't, but I have an idea of how a Pierce Brosnan in a movie like this might go. But I also want to see if I'm like way off base. Uh, well, first, um, since I looked it up, I will say I'm way off. He was introduced in 1940. <laughs> Um, (laughs) in something called more fun comics um but there's several different versions evidently of dr fate um and yeah he's kind of uh i'm trying to think of a good way to put it like i always kind of looked at him like an olympian god almost okay um he's got like if I recall correctly, he's got some like Zeus-like powers. He's got some definite like 
lightning action going on, right, Brian? Like if I'm, it's been a long time since I played Injustice. I don't remember. That the... would be my most recent like interaction with him, obviously. Like I remember him in the armor, and I remember him throwing like symbols or something at people. And I don't know if he has to do with time. I might be making that up. I don't. I don't know. He's extremely, extremely powerful. I know that part of it. Like he is top end of the power spectrum. Yeah. Um, because that doesn't he like isn't one of the injustice stories like him nearly defeating or defeating Superman? Like, isn't he like the like one of the people that's like capable of that? Yeah. See, I don't remember. It's been a while since I played like the story of the game, so I don't remember how the story like yeah. who's on what side for the story. Nonetheless, he is extremely powerful. He has, I guess, mystic type powers. I, I would be a good way. Yeah, to Yeah, that it. might be a good way to put it. Yeah. Um. It, Pierce Brosnan is an interesting choice for it. I guess is the best way I could put it because Pierce Brosnan is himself. He is who he is, <laughs> and seeing him take on that role, I don't know how he's gonna. Because like, I guess the other aspect of this is like, Doctor Fate is jacked. Like he's, I mean, he's a DC superhero. Like he's, he's not a lab coat kind of guy. He's not a lab coat doctor, I guess is yeah. the way to put it. You know what? I'm trying to think. He actually kind of looks in his costume uh, to a character you might know, like Nova. A little bit. Like, you know who Nova is, right? Sort of. In Marvel. Nova? No? Okay. <laughs> Was, wasn't Nova in the X-Men animated series? Or am I thinking of the, the Gladiator? Gladiator was. Gladiator was Shi'ar. Shi'ar, right, right, Nova right. is Kree. Probably thinking of somebody else. Or not Kree. Nova is... Zandarian? Nova. Yeah. Like, he's Nova Core. Yeah, Nova Core. Yeah, yeah, they allude to the Nova in the movies, but we never see Nova, the character. Yeah, we, we never see the actual Nova. Um, But yeah, it's the same kind of, like, helmet and outfit, I think. The difference is a cloak. But I, I would say expect big things out of this movie, given the power levels. You're talking Black Adam. Presumably, this is the introduction, I guess, is, of Black Adam is what I had heard. I mean, we haven't seen him in anything else. So, here. yeah, this has to be an int- like an origin movie. Or maybe not an origin movie, but at least, yeah, introduction movie to him. Well, I mean, like, it's an introduction movie to him that we're eventually going to get Shazam and Black Adam in a later movie. Yeah, I assumed each other Black off. Adam would spin off from the Shazam movie, and then we got Shazam, and Black Adam was nowhere to be seen. Right. And Black Adam was, I think, cast way well before, like, The Rock has been oh, Black Adam for back. years. Yeah. Well, yeah. he also expressed his interest. That, that was a character he wanted to play for a right. long time. Right. And so they were like, you want to do, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> it's that easy to get The Rock to play Black Adam? Done. Yeah, so, you know, and The Rock's busy, so I don't know if it was just like his <laughs> schedule couldn't get it there, or they were trying to work the character the way it wanted, or, you know, DC has no plan, and it's just like, when can we make this work, and the you know, as we spitball all the shit together. Little from column A, little from yeah. column B. So, um, the Black Adam right now is slated to come out about an entire year before Shazam 2. Yes. So yeah. I guess it is possible that maybe certain events of Shazam 2 might, you know, spin back to Black Adam or 
if if that is their goal in the end to set up you know Shazam three, Black Adam two, as, as sort of that crossover and and meeting because the the sort of to meld these two together for a moment. Did you guys see something going around the internet within the last couple of weeks that people were debating a an image from the first Shazam movie that some people were saying yes this scene absolutely occurs in the movie and even the director weighed in and said no it didn't we either never shot that or it got cut like it's not in the movie it's nowhere it's not in deleted scenes and it's just a scene of the whatever the five or six of them as adults and powered up sitting on the thrones and there's one empty because that's adams yeah okay Okay. this was going around and and even the director weighed in like this is not real (laughs) <laughs> or, or, or at the very least, it was never included in any released part Content. of the film right. or whatever. So, like, if those ideas are inextricably linked, like if that, like if Adam is part of the Shazam mythos and whatnot, yeah, I got to believe at some point, like you, you don't make both of those without bringing them together for some reason at some point. Well, this is the other thing. Well, is I mean, like we just talked about it. Like we can assume that DC is putting these movies in the same universe. We don't fucking know because they won't tell us. <laughs> we don't. There's no idea. Well, I mean, like. For for me personally, as as far as my remembrance goes, I mean, Black Adam is Shazam's like main villain. Yes, it's like his Joker. It should you know? work that way. What I'm saying is, who the fuck so, knows what DC's doing? We don't know. They they might they might have their own plan for these characters. I don't. I have no idea. I would love to see Zachary Levi's Shazam, Shazam face off against The Rock's Black Adam. I don't think. Granted. You know, as they when they cast The Rock way back when, and you're waiting to see who they cast as Shazam, when they immediately cast Zachary Levi, you're like, "What? That guy against The Rock? Come on, seriously?" Oh yeah, no, he he definitely got himself. He's still not at The Rock's level. Oh no, no, no. But he is definitely a lot bigger uh, than you would have expected him to get. Yes, but I also just well, love he was both when of they made people. Shazam. I don't know where he's at today. And I also just kind of love both of those people, so I just want to see them in a movie together. Put them together in something. I want it, please. I I think watching the two of them fight and banter will be great. Yes, I agree. Well, the interesting part going into this movie for Black Adam is going to be if if Black Adam, for the most part, if not entirely, and Mike, correct me if I'm wrong if you know this, I always understood Black Adam to almost be um, like a morning star. He's a fallen angel, if you will. Um, that's why he's now a villain. He, 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 him or his power set, etc. like used to be part of the Shazam council, if you will. And, you know, now he like strayed away from that. But point being, he's typically on the antagonistic villain side. So are we going into Black Adam with Rock? Like, are they going to sell us a movie where the Rock is the bad guy that you actually are supposed to hate? Not that you're not that he's our 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 anti-hero or hero, like I I don't know how to go into this. I think, from what I understand, that like the I feel like Black Adam, I don't know if he starts villain or maybe like starts hero goes villain and comes back, but somewhere on the tail end of that he comes back to being a a sort of anti-hero kind of guy, not straight up bad guy villain. Mm-hmm. He's kind of toes that line. Because I don't know, there's only been maybe one role, and I forget what it was, it was like earlier in his career, where The Rock took a role in which he, he like, was the person you weren't supposed to like. Like, I feel like his... That in Doom. His, right, like that, and, and, and like one other, and like, you don't... His persona, both publicly and professionally, is 
The Rock is the star, but The Rock prevails. Like, he's not the one to be defeated. He's not the one that you're rooting against, even if he does prevail. So, I, I, like I guess I'm not sure how to feel about what we're maybe walking into. So, I think what they're setting up, you know, especially with Shazam and what we've already got, if these movies are connected, which makes sense... Of course, we're going to assume they're connected without officially being told they are. I'll allow it. <laughs> and the the rock being chosen also makes sense along the same lines as Zachary Levi being chosen in that these movies are having a lighter tone. So in that lighter tone, um, do I think the rock can pull off a villain? Do I think The Rock can pull off that role? I would just direct you to the late 90s of the WWF, my friend. Sure. And he turned heel more times than anybody. And he pulled it off. And the crowd would boo him. It was enthusiastic booing and appreciation for his abilities. But they he would get whole crowds and whole arenas to boo him. Okay. He can yeah. do it. Uh, yeah, I guess. Will he in this role? I don't know. Yeah. It, is he supposed to be? Or which, again, like kind of what Brian said with the anti-hero, it does come around to that eventually. Like even the Punisher started as a villain in comics. True, and and maybe what you said so, at the beginning of that trend, contextualizing it in the way that they're approaching the tone of the Shazam films. Yeah, he might be the bad guy, but in the portrayal how bad is he really like mark strong in the first one was yeah a bad guy but nowhere near as like like he did some like really weird bad evil things but it was still done with a like we get it this is make-believe sheen sheen to it yeah you like never bought in like oh this this is like a literal like disturbing sick evil dude right so that could that could work and, and yeah, that's and that's kind of what I mean. Like, I think Mark Strong, on a much lower scale, has a really tough time pulling off that villain thing too. I I, I don't know. I see the guy and I'm just like, yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> it, it, it's his voice too. Guy has oh, one yeah. of like those unique and I don't know, just charismatic voices to him. That it just works. Um, anything else we want to chime in for Black Adam? Because we 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 keep segueing sort of into Shazam. Shazam's the other movie I was going to cover. So if we want to just go to Shazam, sure. we'll just start talking about Shazam. Uh, go for it. Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah. Um, and to Josh's point, he oh. mentioned earlier the uh, the movie for Black Adam comes out July 29th, twenty twenty two. Uh, release date for Shazam two: Fury of the Gods, or if it's just Shazam: Fury of the Gods, is June second, twenty twenty three. Okay. One, one last note that I will throw in for Black Adam real quick. Sorry, uh, we were talking about Pierce Brosnan, and I meant to bring this up. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan is almost 70 years old. So yeah. wow. in, in my head, the, the, Mike, the reason I asked you for the background is since I heard about the casting, I, I immediately thought that his role would be somewhat more of a Anthony Hopkins in Thor as Odin kind of role. Like, he's connected, okay. he's the older statesman, he's powerful, etc. But how much is he really getting physically involved, hands dirty, etc.? I kind of saw him in more of that capacity. I could end up being completely wrong, that's just what came to mind first. Yeah, and I mean, it, the other aspect to it is, is like, once Dr. Fate is armored up, it, they could easily just put somebody else in the costume. 
Like it's, he wears a helmet that covers most of his face. Mm-hmm. Like kind of, they, they like can a, get away with it. Not as bad because he's not as old, but sort of like David Thewlis says Aries. Yeah, like you don't nec- like you don't, you don't necessarily Aries, need to be yes. you don't ne- you don't necessarily need to have the most intimidating person to start with because once you put him right. in a costume and CGI a bit it becomes whatever you want it to be. Right. Yeah, I I could see that working in this case. Um if they even go that route. Right. For all we know Dr. Fate is going to be dropped in name, but we're not going to actually see Dr. Fate. We, you know, like, it'll be like, oh, yeah, that's this guy, Dr. Fate, they call him. And that'll be, you know, he'll play a significant role in the origin of Black Adam or something, but he won't play a factor in actually revealing himself as a supervillain kind of thing. Which is another thing. It's like if they're casting all these other side characters and heroes and stuff like where else are they going to show up if not in another black adam movie like are they going to filter into other dc movies or is it just they're saving them all for black adam 2 right so again we'll have to see where dc stuff wants to connect and where they don't because who the fuck knows uh so for shazam 2 it's the last dc movie we're gonna talk about so it's shazam fury of the gods uh movie is still in pre-production it's building its cast out uh, David S. Sandberg is back to direct. Zachary Levi is back as Shazam. Uh, they announced two additional casting choices for this movie. We're getting Lucy Liu as Calypso and Helen Mirren as uh, Hespera. Hespera? Uh, both are said to be villains and sisters. Um, and actually, if you go all the way back to the DC Fandom event, I'm still unsure if this is legit or a joke or not, but uh, Sinbad may or may not be part of the cast. I, I am unsure. <laughs> Oh, I hope. He when they were doing the uh event, they had like their live streaming thing Zachary Levi was hosting and they had the cast there. Sinbad pops into the broadcast and is like saying he he you know, the internet thought he was in Shazam, like this movie because he was in a Shazam movie with the, you know, he he was a genie. Uh-huh. It was also being mixed up with Shaq's Kazam movie. So it's you know, it was the whole internet <laughs> meme thing. And Sinbad seemed to be willing himself into this movie and they did not deny him. Like, they weren't saying, no, you're not a part of this movie. They said, oh, yeah, 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 you know, going along with the joke, it seemed like. But I don't know if they're serious, so who the fuck knows? Sinbad might show up. We'll see. I hope they make Sinbad what Marvel could, not that I think they will, but what Marvel could make Deadpool. And that <laughs> Sinbad playing basically himself is, is like kind of like a Stan Lee-ish cameo in every DC movie. I'm Shazam, bitch, and then he just goes away or something. Something, <laughs> yes. Give me it. Uh, and again, so this movie is set to release June 2nd, 2023. Uh, not a lot of casting announcements to go to, but the two additions, Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren, what do you guys think? I know nothing about the characters. Them playing sisters seems a little bit disparate in age, but okay, sure. I mean, I think, um, I'm guessing they are... If they're supposed to be gods. Of, yeah, some sort of so. god character. Yeah. Okay, so if they're supposed to be gods, then, yeah, that doesn't really matter. Um, Yeah, I mean, I have no problem with either one of them. They're both talented. They're both good actresses. Like, I mean, I when think, does Helen Mirren not kill it in any role that she does? And that's the thing. I think seeing Helen Mirren's name attached to this suddenly gives it that much more uh, weight. Like, oh, shit, I should pay attention to this movie now. Not that I wasn't before, but, like, now I'm, like, invested. 
in fairness, Helen Mirren's taken on a lot of shit that she doesn't belong in. Fair. Fast and the Furious. Um, <laughs> Josh didn't get there yet. Spoiler. It, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> He doesn't. He doesn't care. We can tell him everything about this movie. Yeah, you, yeah, literally tell. Me I feel I like care. she turns up a lot more though than you would think somebody with her like acting ability would. Yeah, like she takes on a lot of smaller movies and roles that somebody of her stature in the you know I mean like an A lister like her wouldn't normally take. Right. I feel like she does that a lot, and you're like, oh, Helen Mirren's in this. And when it first started happening, it was like, oh, this movie's serious. Helen Mirren's in it. Now it doesn't hold as much weight for me, <laughs> like that she's there anymore. Like it's cool, and I like Helen Mirren, but it doesn't draw my attention the way it used to. Fair, uh, Josh. What do you think? Um, I, I think they draw. I think they announced Helen Mirren first, yes. and then maybe like two or three weeks later, also gave us Lucy Liu, and that was more recently. Yeah, honestly, with either one of them, I barely care what they're playing. I will just love every moment that they're in it. Yeah. I think that's a good place. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I think, you know, again, we talk about, like, we don't know what the hell DC's doing. They These movies may or may not be connected. We don't know. Uh, but on paper, all three of these sound fucking amazing. So, yeah, let's fucking go, DC. Dude, give us give us some good shit, and, and I'm, I'm excited for you. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Should be the tagline for every DC movie. <laughs> we didn't fuck up. <laughs> yeah, don't give us the five star review. Just say we didn't fuck up. It's good this time, I swear. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's move on to some Marvel casting. So on the Marvel side of things, uh, Variety is reporting that Amelia Clark has joined the Secret Invasion series for Disney Plus. So there's no word on what role she is playing. Uh, she joins already cast Sam Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn. Kingsley Ben Adir and Olivia Coleman are all already cast for that series. Uh, no directors listed yet. Uh, the only thing I had seen was that Kyle Bradstreet is set to write and produce the series. Um, the only notable thing that I saw his his IMDb was he also wrote and produced for the Mr. Robot series for USA. So the Rami Malek uh, TV show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did not even know that Olivia Coleman was confirmed for this previously. That's pretty big. Yeah, that was in Variety's release. They listed her with everybody else, so I nice. missed that too. Um, And again, I think we, we might have talked about sort of the, the broad strokes of Secret Invasion when we covered the Disney press release back then. But, you know, if you're if you're not familiar with Secret Invasion, it's, it's a storyline in the comics that centered around the Skrulls infiltrating Earth uh, impersonating peoples of power and heroes. And then, you know, it comes to light that someone dies, they turn into a scroll, and suddenly it's like, oh shit, who is the scroll? And then it becomes like, who, who is who is bad, who is being impersonated, and what happened to the people that are missing? So I'm curious to see how much of that they dive into for this story. How much, I mean, with it being a series, I think they it obviously gives them more time to do that. Uh, but I am definitely looking forward to this. But thoughts on the cast and the show? What do you guys think? Um, first and foremost, I'll say about the show, like if you want to think of it in a certain terms, um, when it was written, they were trying to make almost not a parody, but a statement on the red scare. Um, mm, you know okay. what I mean? Like everybody, oh, the, are, are they a commie? Are they not a commie? 
kind of thing that happened at one time, and uh, they were using it to make that statement at the time. It's a really good read. Go back, check it out. It's awesome. As far as the casting goes, um, obviously, Amelia Clark is the big thing here because she's a star. She's obviously going to play a lead role of some sort. Um, like I don't feel like you sign her on to be a side character. True. Fair. She is signed yeah. on to be a star. And in that vein, I think there's two options. Uh, one seems way more likely than any of the others, um, both because of the Secret Invasion story and uh, Jessica Drew and her obvious um, connection. If you've read the story, she plays a big role in it. Spider-Woman. That's Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman. She's um, very possibly, that's this cast. To me, the only other option is the Invisible Woman. That she's cast as Sue Storm. Hmm. Um, which I am perfectly fine with if they cast her as Sue Storm. I like it. That's interesting. But I, she fits Jessica Drew so much better. Okay. Um, she, she could easily be Spider-Woman. It would work. And I'm... 100% there for it. Um, I, I think those are your two options with that in, in who she's going to play. Um, just because, like I said, she has to play a main character of some sort. So I have two... Like, they're not going to waste her presence there. Two things that have me curious now. One, if if it's Invisible Woman, would they bring her out before casting the rest of the cast for the movie? And then two... Is Spider Woman under the Spider Man IP umbrella? Like, no. Would, so it is not. Are you sure? She, she, her origins are one hundred percent Avengers. Okay. Sp Spider Girl is, is Spider Man. I mean, that's his daughter. Spider Woman is completely disconnected. Has nothing to do with Spider Man. Okay. Technically. I just didn't know. I was Be trying to figure out who owned name. what. Yeah, and and I'm not, not to be a dick for Dick's sake or anything. But regardless of its source material origins, that really just depends on what Marvel signed a contract for to give to Sony. Well, it absolutely could have included that stuff. It depends. The, the way I look at it is the way they handled like the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Mm -hmm. um, because they were Avengers origin, even though they were mutants, they were Avengers primarily. Mm -hmm. They were allowed to be used by both. Whereas I don't even know how long after she joined in the Avengers comics that she even appeared in a Spider-Man comic. I'm sure it happened at some point, but she is quite disconnected. Um, and I'm pretty sure she was around as Jessica Drew for a while before they revealed she was Spider-Woman. Okay. Okay. Yeah, maybe so maybe that might, might, you know, that might slip through the cracks. That might be one that Marvel still has. Yeah. Like it in terms of the way they've done their contracts before, I would say she's a hundred percent with Marvel. Okay, but that's a that's a guess on what they've done with their contracts before. Yeah. Uh, Josh, what do you think of the the cast in the series? Uh, well, I'll give one additional call out since I think everyone else of the four that you named is has name recognition and, and, and immediate other project recognition. Um, I just looked in the, uh, the fifth member there, Kingsley Benadir that you did mention. Um, also 
was in that One Night in Miami movie that I mentioned. No. Um, he played Malcolm X in that. So some of those folks, not like they all had you know long careers already before that, but uh, several of them are finding their way right directly soon after into the uh, world of comic book properties. Um, I agree with Mike on Amelia Clark. That's not going to be a supporting character, or at the very least, she's going to be extremely important and integral. Um, I think someone like Olivia Coleman is a is an actress that you might be able to get for a project, knowing that she doesn't necessarily have to potentially give a longer commitment beyond that. So there's a lot of like A-list actors and what in America might look like a B-list actor, but they are you know A-listers in Canada, Great Britain, uh, South America, etc. Um, someone like maybe Olivia Coleman, who you give her the opportunity to be a part of a limited series, and it's a cool project for her to get to do something different, but she's someone who I could see not necessarily becoming so important that she needs to carry beyond this but you still get someone who's a real big name amelia clark could go that way if you still want you know more credibility given to your project and let's say she doesn't want to lock herself in for multiple things over several years etc um but i i i very well like mike is setting up like i could easily see the beginnings of something for her where they are giving her a role that that could get connected elsewhere we always have we also have to keep in mind like for instance if i if i'm on the imdb page for secret invasion right now if i scroll about halfway down the screen and it gives me the more like this section the more like this are six other disney plus series <laughs> coming um all of which will presumably continue to try to pull in talent like this and i don't know if we can always assume that a big name will automatically have a place to be later like they have a lot a like we thought what they had a lot to juggle before they have a lot oh yeah to juggle in terms of storylines and characters and the, the the actors and actresses that they pay to fill those roles so I could I could see it going either way with her. This could either be a one shot or there might be spots for her to, to pop up later. I just don't know if every big name that you score for a Disney Plus series is automatically getting groomed for something more grand. So you heard it here first, first from Josh. Olivia Coleman's going to die in Secret <laughs> Invasion. And I, to, to your point, that's why I think somebody like Spider-Woman works. It's because even in like the Avengers comics, she turns up here and there. You know, she's not an integral integral player in a lot of stories. But when she's there and she's playing a role, she plays a big part in that, and then she's gone for a while. And it's almost like they just forget about her <laughs> in her existence for a while, and then she pops back up. But like the reason I think she fits so well is because she's, if I remember correctly, she's also a spy. Um like with shield okay is is like her like origin and all that because like i don't know how much you know about spider woman um but Assume spider little to nothing little to nothing um 
her abilities made her very good at espionage and stuff like that because she can emit pheromones that basically allows her to control men at will. Um, Believable. kind of the way that a spider does with male spiders, like a you know, um, but she has. I mean, that's kind of her ability or one of her abilities. Um is to do that. She doesn't really have any spider-like abilities at all. She doesn't crawl on walls or make webs or anything like that, but it made her very good at espionage. So she is a very interesting character, like, I think, for cinema, to watch on film, to watch a show of. And I think she creates some interesting scene potential uh, for what you might actually experience when... It would happen. Like if they bring that character to screen, I think it'll be good. Yeah, I'm uh I'm excited for this cast. I don't you know, Marvel always does a very good job casting people, and they seem like they do a pretty good job with their characters. You know, DC seems to be hit or miss. Marvel, I think, is for for my money, is sort of firing on all cylinders. Uh yeah. which w- one already gets me excited for the show, and two, Secret Invasion is something I've wanted to see since they introduced the Skrulls and we got wind that they were going to be coming. Um, I assumed this was going to be a big event in the MCU in the movies, that they would be doing Secret Invasion there. And now that we're getting a series, they can draw this out, they can have fun with this this storyline, and I am that much more excited for what they're going to do. I'm a little bit sad, you know, we might not see some of the big movie players involved with this because it is a series. I don't know if they're going to bring some, some other heroes involved, or it's just going to be Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. trying to deal with this problem, or if we're going to be seeing it affect other heroes in the world. Or, you know, maybe we'll start seeing some of the breadcrumbs in the movies and then it ties up in the series where certain characters start to show up as scrolls and you're like, wait, what the fuck? And then it's like, oh, you want to figure out what happened? Watch the series. Like, that's... Marvel can do that, that would they're not be DC. a really fun way to explain why Thor got fat. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was a scroll. Well, this is the get-out-of-jail-free card for any character that they want to bring back. Like, if, if suddenly yeah. Robert Downey Jr. wants to come back as Iron Man, oh, Tony Stark was a scroll. So, the real Iron Man was well, hidden away somewhere. he died on screen, though. I, I understand. Like, he was the, the baseline example. Like, I, I don't want them to do this. <laughs> I know. But um, if they want to, like, that's the get out of jail. That's the retcon they can use for any character that has died. It's fair. I, I had one other thought come to mind uh, about Amelia Clark, and that is just simply that, you know, I guess... It kind of swung me back toward the Invisible Woman thing a little bit, in that she is most well-known for playing a blonde character. Like, Daenerys is blonde, and that's what she's known for. So are you so, doubling down on Invisible Woman? I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I, I think it's definitely one of those two. It, you know, if I had to guess... It would go that route. I'd, I'd lean more towards both make sense. Spider Woman only because I don't think we'll get any part of the Fantastic Four without the rest of them. I think if you're doing Fantastic Four, you're getting them all at once or none at all. Do we have the whole cast yet? We don't have any get- show. Like, there's no cast for that movie. No, I mean of the show. Do we know this is a finalized cast oh, and this is it? Yeah, true. I mean, if they can't, if it comes out tomorrow that they also have cast John Krasinski in the Secret Invasion and they haven't announced the role <laughs> yet, it's going to sound a lot more likely that she's going to be playing Sue Storm. I, I will give you that. Yes. So, and with the scrolls involved, it's possible. Okay. Because that's a you know that again the scrolls were a Fantastic Four villain first. So, 
I I guess part of me is thinking like when they do the Fantastic Four announcement, like that's going to be a a press release. That's not going to be we're going to hide them in a show and wait till you watch the show. Like that they're gonna they're gonna promote the crap out of that. Yeah, that, true. Like, but I, I think if it was one character, I think that's like that. That's a Comic Con comes back or D twenty three virtual. Like uh, whenever it happens and whatever state that the world's at at the time, that's that's like the marquee announcement. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't disagree with you, but I don't know. I could still see it happening. I mean, we're how far away are we from this? That's a good question. I, I don't know like, if this has a release date, or if it does, I did not find it. Because that could still happen with their big announcement before this comes out. Like... You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, they do something they before this comes out, yeah. there could be a big announcement about the Fantastic Four movie, and this is our cast, and she rolls out with them. You know what I mean? Like, it still could happen that way. Right. Well, I guess, yeah, at this point, we'll have to wait and see what happens this summer, because typically Comic-Con's in July, so we'll see if we get anything in July for this. Yeah, have they announced what they're doing with Comic Con? I know it's off topic. Uh, I don't remember seeing. I mean, they tried to do some sort of virtual type event last year. I'm assuming they're trying to do the same thing this year. Yeah, I okay. I, I believe I heard it is it is canceled, and and the in person event is canceled. Yeah, so it's some sort of virtual event okay. that they're going to try to do. Hopefully, better than last year because last year's was terrible. Yeah, I don't think I even tried with last year's. I think they were scrambling too hard last. Like they canceled too last minute, and were scrambling to get like like you know the live events and stuff presentations and calls and stuff yeah. set up so it didn't seem like they were attracting the people they should so i don't know we'll yeah we'll see what happens this year they've had much more time to prepare so i expect better um uh, all right uh another marvel thing to talk about we got our first trailer uh for shang chi and the legend of the 10 rings uh this movie is directed by Destin Daniel Cretton Creton uh, same person who directed Just Mercy with Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx. Uh, movie stars Samu Liu, Aquafina, Michelle Yeoh, Florian Monto- Montano, uh, Tony Chi Wai Lang, I'm going to butcher everybody's name, Ronnie Chi Young, and Fallen Chen. Uh, movie set to release on September 3rd. Um, I don't know if anybody sort of followed social media in the way this dropped, but I thought this was really fun and and cool of marvel but uh the the trailer dropped on april 19th which is simulu's birthday uh he was very excited on on social media debuting a poster for the movie on his birthday saying this is what they gave me this is my birthday present happy birthday to me like this is this looks awesome and then in his in that tweet for the poster is like basically i don't know when the trailer's dropping give it a couple weeks (laughs) <laughs> and then Marvel replied to him saying, happy birthday, Simulu, here's the trailer. Nice. So it got the trailer trending, it got him trending all day on his birthday, which was really fucking cool. If, if and he that, seemed genuinely surprised, which was really fun yeah. to see. I say, if, if that was organic and, and not a, a, a something that was staged, that is a really cool way to do it, because the guy basically got the part which started as him petitioning marvel on social media for the role it was like seven years ago or something yeah i thought he was just petitioning not necessarily for the role but just for them to make the movie 
I think I think at first yes, just make Shang Chi, and then eventually it was like, hey, let's talk. Right, like like I think they like he was making a big deal, like he wants to see this, you know, Asian focused movie on Shang Chi because it's, I mean, you see what this trailer looks like, it's amazing. Yeah, it looks like it's gonna be awesome. So and I, I mean, real, sorry not to stop you, but I don't know too yeah, much go. about the character. I didn't know if either of you know anything about this character before we like dive into the trailer talk. Uh, um, to, no, nothing worthwhile to contribute. I would say I know what I learned from playing the Ultimate Alliance games. Okay. <laughs> um, where like if you play with Iron Fist, you learn a little bit about Shang Chi. Okay. Um, you get like some little story droplets and stuff like that along the way that talk about him but i mean he generally doesn't play a very big role yeah he's definitely like a you know lower down the list side character that at least i definitely don't know much of so i'm excited to see him sort of like thrust into the limelight and be part of this big mcu yeah i like i really hope this can kick off for them kind of the way the guardians did where they were fairly relatively unknown characters. Yeah. Like you had heard Guardians of the Galaxy, but they didn't get their comic book read that much. Right. You had seen Star-Lord pop up here and there. Same with Shang-Chi. Like I know of Shang-Chi. I've seen him in comics and in the video games turn up, but I don't really know a lot about the character. Yeah. I hope this movie does for that character what Guardians did, you know? Um. All right, so let's talk about the trailer. What did you guys think of the trailer? My immediate reaction afterward was this. So, so I'm, I'm going I'm to state this and then swing it into what I think the greater my greater point is. So my immediate thought was that looks like a really cool martial arts movie. Sure. And when I realized when I when I when I came to that very what I thought okay that's a very simple conclusion. So how does Marvel make this seem like more than a cool martial arts movie. And then I had to pause because I had to realize do if if not 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 to diminish it, but if that's what it becomes, is there anything wrong with that? Because when I really think about their other movies, yeah, some of them have extra science that doesn't exist and some of them are space and some of them are quasi supernatural or mystical and whatnot several like honestly at its heart guardians of the galaxy could be a thing that exists in and of itself that never had any tie to any of this shit yeah it is a sci-fi space creatures star wars-esque type of creation so could this just Shouldn't it be okay that, based on what we were presented so far, if this just looks like a really well done, hopefully well done, martial arts, uh, 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 you know, with with the story surrounding it, type of movie, do I need to compartmentalize that thought in what I've come to think of as Marvel movies? And I, I think I need to work on that because I don't. Think like there shouldn't be anything wrong with that idea. I think I've come to think of the MCU in a certain way, and so hopefully there's the extra elements within this story, like understanding really what the Mandarin is and what the 
actual like legend of the ten rings is what that network means what it all what it all means really um this is also one of the 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 first characters in a very long time and mike i think you're maybe your guardians um parallel is even more important to me in this moment for for this because this might be the first time in, in quite a number of years where we've had basically a brand new introduction of something that seemingly seems 100% disconnected like i know yo yes we got doctor strange and that was a new origin movie yeah but we knew you 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 know where it comes from it's in right. the city it's in the timeline we understand where it's possibly going to go etc this seems like a very big wild card and we haven't gotten a wild card in a while um but in terms of the look of the movie itself what we got from the trailer very very intriguing yeah i think to i mean to your question is it okay just to have a good kung fu movie yes yes it is because i think it marvel does a good job of trying to hit different genres and this is a genre they have not tackled yet so i want to see mm -hmm. what a marvel movie looks like as a kung fu movie and if the trailer's any indication, it looks fucking cool. So I'm here for it. Right. And, you know, sort of your other point of, of you know, something that we haven't sort of seen before. It helps just for for me not knowing much about Shang-Chi, really anything at all. I, I want to go to a Marvel movie not knowing anything about these characters. Like, to experience it just completely clean slate is something that I haven't really done with a lot of Marvel movies. Because even peripherally, like... I know a little bit about each of these characters we've seen, so I have a sort of kind of idea what to expect. I don't really know what I'm looking for in this movie or what what the movie's going to tell me, and I just want it to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, on a couple points. One, you're going to get your supernatural end to this. There's going to be a supernatural element, um, and that's through the Ten Rings. Um, I don't know how much... You know, you know, like, I may not know much about Shang-Chi, but I know plenty about the Mandarin. Um, you know, it, it, it's a good, like, difference between the two. They're using a very well-known villain in the Marvel Universe with a fairly relatively unknown uh, hero. So we are getting, like, actual Mandarin, right? Not Trevor Slattery Mandarin. We're getting Mandarin. Supposedly, the one guy you see in the trailer is the Mandarin. Okay. I was gonna ask that question. There is with the with the, like the guy with, halo around him, looking like get the yeah okay. yeah yeah yeah. Supposedly that's gonna be our Mandarin. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Trevor Slattery as a character. I I adored that role for Ben Kingsley. I thought that was fucking fantastic. Do I want to see that again? No, I've seen that. Well, I think you know this is something Marvel had to work up to. You can't in in a in a world where they were making Iron Man three cast one Asian dude as the villain in the stereotypical Asian role and not expect to get shit for it. So they went the other route and said, we're going to spin this on its head and get this white British guy to play him and have fun with it. And then they got shit for that. So it was a lose-lose situation for them. They took the lesser of two evils. But now they have worked up to a point where they can have an Asian cast with an Asian director and, and really lean into that tone and make it right. And I think yes. they can. They, and they, I think that's an important thing. Absolutely, and I don't think they need to rely heavily on it. But all they need is a small discussion in part of a scene that talks about, you know, the the imposter 
and the bastardization and the exploitation of the Ten Rings for someone else's gain because you get that Hail to the King one shot. Um, and I, I don't know if you're going to get, you know, another cameo in this from, from, from Scoot, but, um, you know, all, all you need is that little connective thread there and say, you know, and, and you could even allude to the events of Iron. Like, this is literally one of the, not even the, probably the most long lasting, uh, 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 taffy pole storylines in the MCU. Like, the Ten Rings were. Bare, yeah, like barely, I wouldn't even say discussed hardly, like they were kind of mentioned and alluded to, but yeah, Iron Man, like from the outset, like it's right, yeah. it's right there. So there's a lot that they can kind of pull the taffy on that from without necessarily having to connect dots or whatever. You just tell us why what we've seen before either quasi mattered or like why it was an abomination and why it was an insult or you know these like it, just give me a little bit of that and you know it, it's it's all solved you know i i need I only need a little bit a little bit of breadcrumbs there and we're good yeah i agree yeah and it's something i wanted to point out too that you know the reason that the mandarin is such a poorly received character in terms of like the racist representation of the mandarin originally is really just the Mandarin's story doesn't really apply to that. It was the depiction of the character and the way it was originally drawn and represented and calling it the Mandarin. And it was, but the story of the Mandarin is not really like some racist tale. As far as I know, you know, it, it doesn't have those undertones to it. It's a supernatural story. It's just the way the character was drawn was, very very racist right. originally. yeah that's what i remember um so i i i think telling the story the right way is perfectly fine for the mandarin it, it's just something where it has to be done right with all of this i would say that's true for any marvel story you got to do it right yeah and in this case i mean it looks good we'll see what the final product is um but you know the character and like i said with the supernatural abilities and stuff like that that you're gonna get it may be less pure martial arts based movie than you expect it may have that kind of origin to it where it starts and feels that way at the beginning and as things unravel it starts to expand and become much less realistic I don't know what Josh's face is about right now, but I feel like something must have just happened. So I was looking at the writers, because uh, Brian, you talked about the director. Um, there are three listed screenwriters for this. Uh, one is the director. Mm. The other is a gentleman named uh, Andrew Lanham, who also uh, worked on Just Mercy with same director so they came back for this okay. um he also has some other credits uh the glass castle uh which was uh, uh i think it was a uh, um i know it was brie larson um and i think it was also woody harrelson maybe um but the other co-writer of this uh dave callaham 
Um, he is credited back as far as uh, about 2005. His first feature credit was Doom uh, that we mentioned earlier with Call The Rock. Him back. Yeah. Um, but he went on to... I hope it's gotten better. Uh, ...be a, a writer on the Expendables franchise. He credited uh, with story. Mike, you would like this. He is credited with story on 2014's Godzilla. Okay. Um, it's improving. It's it's getting a little better than Doom. He is uh, on the screenplay for Zombieland Double Tap. Okay. And also, and this might give you mixed feelings, but Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> screenplay. Okay. Screenplay. Wait to hear the one that like made your face do that thing that we saw. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna we're yeah. gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Um, he's on the screenplay for Mortal Kombat that's about to release All right. tomorrow. Nice. Uh, and then coming up after this, he is also f- uh on the writing staff for Into the Spider Verse two. Okay. okay. The thing, however, that made me make the face you saw is a movie <laughs> that I guess is filming. It's in filming status right now. It's called. America, the motion picture. I have not heard about this at all, but very quickly, because we can't not mention this to people after having found this. It doesn't have a release date, but it's slated right now for a 2021 release, but we'll see. America, the motion picture. Um, A chainsaw-wielding George Washington teams with beer-loving bro Sam Adams to take down the Brits in a tongue-in-cheek riff on the American Revolution. The cast, Channing Tatum as George Washington, (laughs) Simon Pegg as King James, they have Judy Greer, Bobby Monaghan, Killer Mike. Uh, Now, I will say these are all credited as voice, so... Maybe this is going to be like a Sausage Party or Team America type of animation, depending oh. on which. But that gentleman is listed as the sole screenwriter for that project. <laughs> and I'm here for it. I was, it, until it is likely animated, I was very much like really excited. Like, oh my God, that would be amazing. I'm still kind of excited if it's animated you've gained me so we're we're on board (laughs) well no i mean here's the thing like it's still simon Pegg, and it's still chanting like it's still got those things going for it it's just just be that next level you know if it was Mm -hmm. live but uh, no i'm all for it yeah before i noticed the voice credits on everybody i was thinking okay this is like abraham lincoln vampire hunter type of you know (laughs) off offshoot alt history kind of thing but yeah yeah, so so that that is one of your writing, that that is your writing team that is bringing us Shang Chi. Okay. Passed my test. I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else for the trailer? Or we got one other thing we can we can touch on. Oh, I I actually just want to point out the the I had to replay it like three or four times. There's two scenes. The one is the uh, when they're fighting in the building with the neon behind them, and there's a whole like knife catching scene there that looks fucking cool and I don't I can't tell if it was practical or if there's a special effect there if it is practical that is insane like he like smacks it out of the guy's hand and it flips around in midair and he just reaches out and grabs it like it's it's cool um and then the the double punch double kick on the bus was the other one that I was like I gotta rewind the tape because that looks fucking cool too (laughs) 
so speaking of um like like i agree this is so cool but what drew my attention and it's a question i know we have not um discussed falcon and winter soldier yet but do we think that's madripoor oh where the where shang chi takes place yeah they mm. like the neon lights and all that and it kind of has that same similar kind of look to it that'd be I cool hadn't if even it was thought I that yeah that'd be a good tie together yeah Like we, we, who knows what we're gonna get tomorrow? Right, you right, know right. I mean? Like there could be some breadcrumb in tomorrow's episode that leads us uh, just a little thing. I'm not saying a big thing that leads to Shang Chi, but just something, right? That would lead us there. Yeah, could could come tomorrow. Could be the timing of this trailer drop is very planned, so that we recognize something from the trailer in the episode. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, not a bad pull. Yeah, we'll have to we'll reconvene on that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, last call for uh, trailer. Anything else for Shang-Chi? Nothing? All right. Uh, final topic for us, which honestly it was, was in, it was it was in the quick hit thing for a minute, and then more shit happened with this, and then I threw it on the list for us to, to dive into because now I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, so Sony movies. So we talked about uh, what Disney is bringing to their streaming service, how Warner Brothers is putting all their movies on HBO Max. And really how a lot of these studios have all seemed to have their own streaming platform to drop their own stuff on. One studio that I've kind of been curious about where their stuff would end up is Sony. Sony does not have their own streaming platform, at least not yet. Um, they've had a deal with Stars to put a lot of their content on the Stars network. That deal ex is expiring. And starting a few weeks ago, they, they made some pretty big moves. Two big moves. Uh, first, they signed with Netflix which gives Netflix an ex exclusive U.S. rights to stream Sony Pictures movies in the first pay TV window, starting with the studio's 2022 slate. And then just yesterday, they announced that they made a deal with Disney to bring Spider-Man and other major franchises along with library rights to franchises like Jumanji and Hotel Transvania to Disney Plus in the post-pay one release window. So... That's a lot of information. What does that mean? So basically it means that when Sony releases a movie in 2022... That movie will release in theaters, first for the theatrical run, which is, you know, typically 90 days. Some studios got that down to 45. I don't really know where Sony falls on that, so it's one of the two. Uh, then the movie will hit release to rent, own, home video, that kind of thing. Uh, Variety, Variety reports that after about nine months after the theatrical release, the movie lands on Netflix. Deadline added to that and said that Netflix has 18 months of exclusivity for Sony to stream that movie. After okay. that time, uh, that's when, all right, so wait, after the home video purchases rentals, first pay is the first pay TV window. So that's the, the time, the 18 months that Netflix has it, that is considered the first pay TV window. After the 18 months on Netflix, it comes to either Disney plus and Hulu. Since that all, that is all Disney owned. Uh, it could eventually make its way onto Disney-owned cable channels like ABC, Disney Channels, Freeform, FX, National Geographic. Any of those are all Disney-owned. Uh, both of these deals seem to have the same time frame, so they both cover Sony's theatrical releases from 2022 to 2026. Both releases for Netflix and Disney, even though they're there's this, you know, the timeline works for theatrical movies that. It's in a it's in a movie theater. It's on home video. It's on Netflix. It's on Disney. That's the timeline. 
library stuff, stuff that is not being released in theaters first, that has been out, that is out for years, both places saying they get library titles and franchise titles. So I don't know where, what ends up. So obviously I guess, because like when the Netflix deal was announced, it was like, oh, okay, all the Spider-Man movies are going to end up on Netflix. Right. Well, the press release for Disney specifically says they're getting Spider-Man movies. So which ones and when? All the old ones, I don't know where they're ending up because it seems like both places have them. Unless they're going to end up in both places. I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. Yeah. And and specifically when you sent us the info and I just like the first paragraph or two, I really honed in on the starting with 2022 releases because all the details you just laid out there on the non-library stuff will not up to and not include spider-man 3 no way home because that's a december 2021 release so then then, so maybe that might be tied into the old stars agreement that it ends up on stars and stuff before going anywhere else well i guess that would be my next question is you know based on what you just said about the library stuff so like i think how some of the reports hit me at first were the writers and the websites are happy to use the word spider-man in describing things but for instance if they're in a blanket way saying the spider-man movies and 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 some of them did then kind of mention like venom 2 and morbius because now morbius is gonna have a delayed release and all that stuff yeah yeah i didn't really see anything necessarily saying anything about actual spider-man films that already exist so I am not sure right. what donut hole that falls into or not. See, I'm assuming at some point the Spider-Man movies that are released as sort of, you know, quote unquote part of the MCU, but made by Sony will end up on Disney plus because that completes the catalog. Disney right. probably wants all that stuff in one place for the people that are trying to go through the franchise and the MCU. You want all that stuff in one stop shop. Agreed. But again, all that stuff has come out years prior which would be considered a library title for Sony. So I, I'm still unsh- unsure if it goes to Netflix or Disney or maybe, you know, maybe I'm reading it both ways. Maybe it is both. Maybe they both get it and you just have two avenues to go to find that stuff. I I didn't really put like, think about that until just talking about it now, but it, it's it, the, the press releases aren't as clear as I would like them to be. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't think you misread anything or didn't read it deep enough. I don't think it gives sufficient descriptions on those things. Yeah. Because like, it, um, it, it kind of sounds great. Like, yeah, the, the timeline you laid out for, you know, something gets released in 2022. It is in theaters for X amount of time. It's at Redbox for X amount of time. It's at Netflix for 18 months. After that, it goes to Disney, potentially. So it's, I mean... It, even given that timeline, it sounds like a 2022 movie won't get to Disney Plus till 2024. Right. So, which is funny mm-hmm. to me that they write these headlines that Spider-Man's coming to Disney Plus. No, it's not. In four fucking years, it's coming there. So, what the hell are you writing it for now? <laughs> and it might not be Spider-Man anyway. Because the deal was just signed. <laughs> right. and they can write the story again in a year to tell you that it's oh, happening. Yeah. And then again in another year to tell you that it's Every happening. Every month, they're going to remind you, oh, do you remember? Spider-Man's coming to Disney in, in two and a half years. I mean, that's what a lot of these media news outlets do, isn't it? They just oh, yeah. tell you the same shit over and yes. over again. Um, so the one thing, there, there's no money figure that's been officially announced, um, but a lot of places are reporting 
that it's rumored between the two deals, between Sony licensing their stuff to Netflix and Disney, that Sony has made $3 billion. Just on licensing fees? Yeah, for these two, for because it's not just a movie. Like, this is their catalog. It's like, yeah. anything under Sony Pictures. Which also includes Columbia. Now, yeah, remember all their, like, Which also includes yeah. some really big, important thing that's behind you. Yeah. Uh, quite prevalently. Yeah, so Ghostbusters is going to be on Netflix. Yes. All right. So, yeah, it's it's and you know my first thought when I read the Disney deal was that well shit uh the whole plan of like Sony Pictures needs to fail so that Disney can buy Spider Man is now not going to happen <laughs> because they made three billion dollars. Right. I w- I wonder what Disney's portion of that they coughed up and if during those negotiations they tried again like look we're we're not going to give you just a billion dollars for a couple of years of movie streaming <laughs> rights for all of your shit. Just look, how much do you want for Spider-Man? Just give us, give them back. And you know, it, it, the other flip side of it. Yes. Okay. Marvel probably will never own Spider-Man flat out, but if they are playing nice together, maybe when this current deal expires after the next two Spider-Man movies, they can renegotiate again and have something where they can work something out. And Wait, have it's more. two movies now. When, the, when they re-upped, you know, they, they, yeah, I thought it was an appearance in a movie. I under from what I understood and read, it was two movies. So Spider Man Three is one. Tom Holland gets a second movie in the MCU. Whether or not that's, I'm assuming it's another Avengers movie somewhere oh, okay. down the line. That's an assumption. Okay, okay, fair it enough. Could be Spider Man Four. I don't know how they're gonna play it. Okay, but yeah, after so you know, right now our end date is that whatever that second movie is is the last Tom Holland appearance in the MCU. As of right now. Yeah, I just had an idea of, of like a perfect world where we see Tom Holland grow older as Peter through the years. And eventually, you know, years and years down the line from now, they have him introduce Miles. They they, they introduce Miles like way down the line at, when Peter is actually old enough in the timeline so that it works and gels with the way that it actually would have. So that we get that stretch with Peter and then he just kind of hands it over to Miles in the live action movies and we don't recast Peter. He's just there in the background for, you know, a cameo here and there. And then miles takes over. It's just, I'm sorry. The tangent, I like where your head's it at. came to my mind. Yeah. I would, I would be, I would much, much support that. But I, yeah, I, I don't want to hold, hold my breath for it. I'm, I'm very, very unoptimistic about, about that. I don't know. Cause this, this whole, we've talked about it so many times that I just feel like I understand that I'm repeating myself, but that whole deal with Sony and Marvel gives me such like anxiety. I'm just, I'm waiting for the fact that, you know, we had one instance where they were just like, Nope, we're not playing well together. We're done. See ya. Like that could technically happen at any moment. I, I mean, I really wish Disney would just do it for their fans. They have the money. They could just be like, here, take $10 billion, Spider-Man's ours again. And again, I think, you know... They could just throw it that Sony that Pictures was like, struggling. They were on the verge of bankruptcy, and now they bounced back. And now they got $3 billion, so they are not going to go through bankruptcy again anytime soon. So until that happens, I think so- Sony will have Spider-Man. But I mean, like, what's there's got to be a number. According know? to... Like, you know, if you go back to when, they, when Sony... When they had to re-up the deal to begin with, or when they made that first deal to share the character, like Sony refused to sell. It didn't matter what number Disney was throwing at them. They were like, no, no. I mean, there's always, everybody's got a price. <laughs> and maybe that changes based on 
people's leadership. Like, I don't know if the same people were still in charge of Sony, but at the time they weren't having it. I, oh, sure. I, but, well, I can also see Disney, like no matter how much money they have, when you spend, what was it? Like close to $70 billion to buy Fox studios. Yeah, and, I don't remember and, that number, but it was big. And yeah, like they spent a few billion to buy Lucasfilm and a few billion to buy Marvel Studios and, and Pixar. That becomes different than justifying X number of potentially billions of dollars for even if you get, quote, the universe of characters back, you're buying one character. You're buying Spider-Man. At, at some point, yep. regardless if they have the money, they're there's just a business decision that they have to look people in the eye. But does it always have to be a business decision? Does everything have to be a business decision? For, for business just be yes. about what's right <laughs> for, for the people whose money it is potentially. I'm not, I'm not saying I, I want them to make a different decision. I'm just not shocked if they don't. It's just one of those things that just drives me nuts. Oh, I know. Everything's got to be a business decision. Yeah, now, for, the, I, for the they have this all this money they this Disney has. They could just. Well, I think like, yeah. To Josh's point, it's like they they sort of hid the X Men and whatever other Marvel properties are in Fox with the purchase of Fox. If they are not buying Sony Pictures and sort of hiding Spider Man in there and just trying to flat out buy Spider Man, and they pay twice as much as they did for Fox Studios. Like, oh, I'm that's... not saying 140 billion, but like when when you buy Lucasfilm and you buy the IP rights to Star Wars, right? For what four billion dollars? Somewhere in there, yeah. Putting I think a price Marvel tag was like seven billion. Yeah, putting a price tag and say even we're gonna spend a billion, two, three, four, five, ten, to have Spider Man. The the scales. I don't the know. Scales I don't know visually. what the price would be. I I know, and and we, but... we'll never know any behind-the-scenes details of what they may have tried to negotiate or not. But a very interesting detail, I wonder, is the original licensing contract from 98, 2000, whenever it was made. I wonder how granular it got and how forward-thinking Sony's lawyers were because Miles Morales is only 10 years old. It was a character developed well after that deal was made, and I wonder if the licensing is for, you know, any character who ever dons the mask of, quote, the Spider-Man, or if it's for Peter Parker and Venom and Morbius and these characters, how granular it got, because if Sony decides we're going to have a gap in our storytelling because we're going to go off and do this stuff ourselves or whatever, can Marv does Marvel still own Miles Morales? And could they just introduce Spider-Man at a time my when, assumption, when it looks opportune? My assumption is that Sony owns the Spider-Man IP. Anything under the Spider-Man umbrella, new or old, is Sony's. Okay. And, and it's, only, it's only for movies. Sony does not own television rights to Spider-Man anymore. That has gone back to Disney. Disney is making animated Spider-Man. That's why it's ending up on Disney+. Plus. That is a Disney-owned cartoon. Uh, the only thing that Sony seems to have access to is film rights. Possibly, I guess I'm a little bit unsure about the video games too, because Sony keeps making Spider-Man-specific video games that are only available on Sony platforms, so I don't know if that's part of their thing too, but definitely film rights for sure. Yeah, the, the whole video game thing, I could get into a bunch on how it's actually less profitable for them to make those games exclusive, but that's... Oh, I agree. That exclusivity the whole other shit discussion. pisses me off, but... 
That's that's a whole other topic. I well, I, I um, yeah, it is a whole other topic. I just think individually with Spider Man, I think there are other games they're fine to do it, and it makes sense. But I think with Spider Man specifically, they'd make more money putting that on Switch and Xbox and PC. Yeah, for sure. There, there's more money to be made there than by making it. Spider Man just prints money, no matter where you put them. Yes, right. You make them available more people, you'll just make yeah. more money. Um, all right, so not even talking specifically about Spider-Man, about this streaming deal with Sony and Netflix and Disney. What do you guys think? Good, bad? I don't know if I know yet. It's, it Weird. Seem, it, 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 it seems quasi-convoluted so far, and it's still a long way away, like before I would be able to, quote, see the results of it. Like, e- right. even even yeah. on Netflix, like, I... I I, I, I'm a Netflix subscriber as well. So the earliest is Sony releases a property in January of 2022. It's not going to hit Netflix till September, October, maybe. So I'm still a year and a half away from any of this materializing. I don't know if I can contextualize it very well. Yeah, I think, I mean, you're probably more likely to see a lot of back catalog stuff and other franchises under Sony start showing up on Netflix before anything else. I don't know how soon that's going to happen. I don't know if that's going to be the end of this year or beginning of next year or something like that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, like they, I know they name dropped like Bad Boys and, you know, like Mike said, Ghostbusters is under Sony, Um, Jumanji and, you know, all these other, of course, Jumanji was in the press release for Disney, so I don't fucking know anymore, but... (laughs) I, I think it's one of those it things. It sounds to me a lot like they're, they're going to end up on both. I, again, and that's sort of how I'm interpreting it now. I think people are maybe less concerned with the back catalog. The new movies, I think, have a lot more going for them, and that's probably what people have their eyes on. Yeah. So we'll have to see. And I mean, I'm curious what would show up on Disney Plus of Sony's. I feel like most of Sony's stuff would end up on Hulu, and really the only thing making its way to Disney Plus would be the Marvel stuff. Anything under that Spider-Man mm-hmm. umbrella from Sony. Like, I don't see them putting bad boys on Disney Plus. That's not going to happen. No, and, and Disney wants to keep those two separate enough and have enough draw for both of them to get people to subscribe to right. both. Like, I mean, I dropped the Hulu subscription because I just didn't see a reason to have it anymore. You know, like, it just wasn't really doing anything. Yeah. Um, And am I going to get it back when Sony movies go on there, if that's where they put them? No. Well, that's not going to, that's not moving the needle. Especially if you have your option between Netflix or Hulu for Sony movies. Well, right. Especially since Comcast includes my Netflix subscription in the cost of my cable. Yeah, so you're, you're set. <laughs> so, yeah, like it's a lot of them do that. You know what I mean? Like Netflix is ingrained very well. And I if they want to move the needle on getting me to subscribe to Hulu, I I really don't know how they can do that. Like that Modoc series is like, "Oh yeah, hey, cool, but I I'll catch it whenever it's not on Hulu someday." <laughs> Fear of it. Cuz it won't be someday. It won't I'd be. hope eventually it makes its way to Disney. I guess it's <sighs> I thought there was a cut of the trailer that I didn't actually watch, but I thought somebody involved with the show tweeted a trailer for, like, it's basically the same trailer that's out there now, but it's more adult-oriented. So mm-hmm. the one that was yeah. cut up was more, quote-unquote, friendly. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's my, like, I guess concern is, like, if they start to move the more adult content only on Hulu, yeah. so things like Deadpool come out, but it, only on Hulu. Right. I can see that. Things like the Wolverine movies, only to Hulu. You know, like, 
that might start to move the needle if I didn't own all of them. I think. I mean, I think the only <laughs> like it's. I I really think all the Wolverine movies are on Disney Plus except Logan. I don't think Logan has made its way there, which I'm assuming that would end up on Hulu because uh, that is the, that is much more adult than anything that's. Is Origins on there? I thought so. I'm looking right now because oh. like any any of these, unless they at 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 some point if they decide to reorganize, they you know they th- they have many of their. MCU highlighted stuff, and then they have the Marvel Legacy right. section, which is all the prior Fantastic Four or X Men stuff that they have rights to at the moment. Um, I I thought for sure at least the Wolverine. I know I've seen on there. Okay, uh, I thought I did too, but now I have that I'm one digitally. Like sure. I think the physical copy I bought of that came with a digital, so I have that on like the movies anywhere. Thing. Yeah, and now I'm searching too, Josh. That when I search for Wolverine, I just get X Men, Days of Future Past, and X Two, and then some cartoons. So maybe they didn't. Maybe they already started moving the Wolverine movies off of there. I don't know. I could have sworn they were on there before. I don't know if I remember seeing Origins or not. Not you know, it's not like I look every. I feel week like or the Wolverine so, probably, but I, yeah, I'm. I know I saw the Wolverine previously, but yeah, they they could be doing what you are saying. I, I've also heard talk, and I just, I mean, maybe they just won't. In this wishful thinking, I wish they would just put not like a separate platform or website, but I hate to say it, like a mature section on. Disney Plus, in a way, it, like, it put, works the same way as so many things do with stuff. that. I don't know. Give us the neon lights and the beaded entrance, just like the old video stores used to. <laughs> right. <laughs> I I think Disney is very much aware that those things don't work in today's world. It's just kind of like it go onto any platform that has an adult section to watch streaming content, and it's just a click. Yeah. Are you 18? Yes. Continue. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, that's all they are. And what is Disney going to do? Require a password every time an adult wants to watch an R-rated movie? Give us your retinal scan. piss off the adults with the password every time they want to watch an R-rated movie? Maybe. I I mean, if if it came to that, and you said, like, do you want to turn on parental controls, yes or no? And you could either have them on all the time or have them off, and, okay, every time you or accessing anything with a, you know, a rating motion picture rating over PG 13, you'll be prompted for something or a TV rating over this. I, I just think it'd be easier. Cause it, yeah, I'm not going to separately get Hulu just cause I no. ever want, you know, the complete X-Men or Wolverine catalog. It's just not and to Josh's happen. point. Like if you put that ability to have parental controls in there, it's not on Disney anymore. If someone bitches, well, my, you know, four-year-old access this movie when he shouldn't have. Well, did you put the parental controls on? No. Well, that's your own fucking fault. That's what they're there for. Right. And and, and I think the difference is, like, a lot of the, the Fox stuff that they inherited doesn't necessarily have to go on Disney+. Plus. Not everything should be there. No. But the, this stuff is from the same IP. Yeah. The Wolverine and Logan are from oh, all of sure. these connected stories and they are they are part of it. It belongs there as a cohesive storytelling library. So yeah. for those purposes, if you filter out certain things and say what what else does this you know what wh- what limited number of things could we put on this platform and and maybe give some people uh some controls over. I think that would be fine. Well, and I think to what Brian was saying mm-hmm. um 
you know, like it's it, it not being on them. I don't think that's their actual concern. I don't think they give a shit about kids watching R-rated movies or not. It's the additional pain in the ass to deal with all the complaints. And it's the additional stress on the customer service lines and all the bullshit that you have to deal with on that end if you have a Disney service that has R-rated movies on it. They're going to you got to do like we always say, assume people are really stupid. <laughs> And I think Disney is doing that at this point, saying they don't want the headache. So you think no, no, no matter no matter that. what they might try to reasonably implement, irrational people will just bitch and moan. And with something like that, all yeah, the Karens in the absolutely. world will be calling Disney hotline, saying, <laughs> "Yeah, how how'd my kid get on here?" And then you have to have your customer service people saying, "Well, it's your fault." Dumbass. Yeah, legally we're covered, and they can't say that because you just called Disney, yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, I guess it. Yeah, it would cover Disney legally for people to, you know, so they're safe from those complaints. But as a customer service rep, your job is not to be like, okay, fuck you, see ya. No, you have to try to appease the customers. So if they're bitching at you for that long, you have to be like, okay, I'll give you a free month of this because you bitched. Yeah, I right. guess I can see and that. And some of the people will call just to get that free yeah. month without the actual issue being a yeah. thing. So you, you just create all this extra hassle for just R-rated content that you can put on the other service that you also own that has plenty of that already and doesn't advertise itself as Disney because yeah. everybody knows what Disney is about. True, and I, I know there are Disney Plus Hulu bundles that... With ESPN that, Plus. Yeah, that if you want that, that you can get. I just, I mean, my personal, like, for me, they're not going to get another dollar out of me for a bundle with Hulu because they are scared to put certain things... <laughs> that are already tied oh, to yeah, certain no, stuff they have on Disney Plus there. Yeah. Um, and that, right. that might not be enough to make the needle move. And and I understand that. I'm sure there's a lot of people who think similarly to me in that regard. And they might not give a shit. And that's fine. I mean, for, for us, you I mean, I guess the thing that was hardest to give up was knowing that, like, the next time It's Always Sunny drops a season, I'm going to have to just buy that season and not have it just available on hulu and i thought about it and i'm like i'm okay with that <laughs> like that's the only show that like hulu has exclusive to that i actually really watch so that and dave dave was really good but <laughs> yeah um i don't know anything else for for sony stuff i think we've talked for close to a little over two hours so it's pretty pretty full episode yeah. i think it's meaty. There's a lot of a lot of information. I mean, all things considered, for not doing this for four months, I think two hours is a pretty good runtime for us. I thought for sure we, there was a chance we might end up at three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, we did good. Um, all right, last call. Anything else? We good? All good? All right. Uh, time to wrap it up. So uh, we sort of teased. I'm sure next couple of weeks um, we're probably either going to do Falcon and Winter Soldier or Mortal Kombat, depending on who watches what this weekend. Uh, so one of those two will probably be uh, the next episode that we do. And then if whatever one we don't do, will probably be the episode after that. So tune in for both of those coming at some point in the future. And then uh, uh, keep in mind to follow at some point also in that mix. Uh, maybe after both of those will be our next Rewind Theater episode with uh, Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Oh, Mike, yeah, that's the next movie up. Valerian won the the wheel. So we're finally getting nice. to Valerian. I've been waiting that for the start. Because yeah. I know you haven't watched it. And that's yes, I have not watched that one. 
So, yeah, if we have uh, sort of a gap in the schedule, I feel like we're at the point where, like, especially with summer movies coming out, like, I think Rewind Theater is going to take a backseat to a lot of stuff that's going to start coming through the pipe uh, between, you know, other series happening, other movies that are going to start hitting. Um, so we'll have to, you know, we're probably not going to be doing them every other week like we were doing, so hopefully you're okay waiting, waiting three or four weeks possibly for Rewind Theaters. We'll see where we go. But we might actually have, like, a gap in the schedule around then for to fit one in. Yeah, well, that gives the listeners even more time to try to catch up uh, for the discussion with us instead of always being sort of crunched into a two-week time frame. That's true, yeah. So there's no excuses for you to not watch this movie with us. <laughs> and we will know if you didn't. That's right. Those comments get scarce <laughs> when no one watches. Won't listen. <laughs> uh, all right, so if you've enjoyed the show, please support us. Leave a five-star rating and review. Be sure to give us a share on social media. You can follow us uh on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor, Stitcher, hopefully anywhere you're finding podcasts, you can find us. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Search Bry Guy and his Super Friends. Go to facebook.com slash Friends. You can leave us uh, questions, comments, topic suggestions, any of that good stuff there. Uh, feel free to try to email at Friends at gmail.com. Uh, it's there. It works. I won't check it. Uh, find it later. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at BG BGSuperFriends. Uh, Mike mentioned earlier, I am still on Twitch. At Jedi Bry Guy, that's Jedi with an I, Bry with a Y. Uh, if we ever do live shows that may or may not be in a hot tub, uh, you can find us there. Uh, game oh, they will be. play that I may or may not stream also could be there. Uh, so feel free to follow. On behalf of Josh, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.